inspired to run because it teaches me things about who I am and who I can be that I don't feel like I can learn in any other place in my life. I mean, it largely teaches me that I am, I can be more than I ever thought I could be. And that's really, really incredible. It's changed my life. It changes my life every day, you know? And I think it takes a little bit of courage to say, no, my quote unquote hobby, my passion, how I like to think about it more so, is really important. I'm gonna, I'm gonna prioritize this thing and I'm gonna make sacrifices for this thing that I'm not making money off of. It's not, you know, increasing my value to a corporation or to a capitalist society. It's like something I do just for me. It's my time. Hi, this is Allegra Krasnikevich, and this is the Havelina 100 edition of the Pre-Race Podcast, featuring my awesome husband, Edward Quinn. Run, 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 Oh, baby, baby. Round two with the Kras, the Krasinator. Soon to be the Quininator. Was that what you'd say? Yep. Have you ever been called that, Edward? I have not been called that. <laughs> <laughs> We're out here in the goddamn desert for this one, people. The PRP is field tripping yet again this season, and we're loving it. This is the coolest setup we've ever had, for sure. This is the very first outdoor edition in podcast history. PRP history, rather. Cock-a-doodle-doo, Edward. We're surrounded by cactuses, and it smells like shit out here, bro. <laughs> yeah, there's nice, nice birds. and you know, We're hoping for a nice. wind chime. Yeah, there's a nice little subtle breeze, yeah. a little wind chime coming in here. PRP listenership, if you're lucky, you're going to get some uh, some wind chime action in here. This is the Phoenix edition. Shout out, Arizona. Super fun to be here from like October to April. But then you got to get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> it's pretty hot today, dude. It is, it is steamy, but we have a nice little shade cover here. Yeah. It's good. We're, 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 we're hitting all the right stops here at this, uh, at this Airbnb. This is the Javelina edition. What exactly is a Javelina? Allegra, do you know? Yeah, it's a desert pig, like a furry desert pig, I believe. Like a boar? I think so. Is it I think as dangerous more friendly. As... I don't. I don't. Th- I don't. Th- I feel like I should know this <laughs> probably it... before I go out and run in the round in the desert all day. But I think it's a kind of friendly, furry a desert pig. Friendly, furry desert pig. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. What makes That's... you think it's friendly, though? I don't understand. <laughs> I just. I. I envision them less. Their to- Their teeth are less large than a boar. Have you ever seen one? No, I've not. Is it Cle- clearly or smaller I've not. than a bread box? What's a, what's a bread box? Like a box. Box of bread. <laughs> what a Minnesotan thing to compare something to. <laughs> wow. I would say it's bigger. Yeah, but definitely that's just, bigger. That's just, we're just. I'd po- say like six bread boxes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's pretty big. <laughs> you know, like three. Edward three. doesn't like Large. that. Edward doesn't like that. This is the triple digits edition. You excited to break the triple digits, Cherry, tomorrow, dude? I am, man. I yeah. am. It's going to be, I, tr- I gave that a go last month. Didn't go so well. But I think you're in a little better spot than I was. I don't know. Whew. This is the spreadsheets, highlighters, itineraries, and sticky notes edition. <laughs> you got them ready? The fucking packet's out here, isn't it? We got a seven-page packet prepared by Allegra. We got sticky notes. We got highlighters. Crew meetings tonight, right? It is. Post-dinner? Yes. 7 p.m. Okay. We're excited for it. This is the, um, perhaps someone's gotten a wee bit obsessed here in the past few months, huh? <laughs> Do you concur with that, Edward? I definitely or? concur with that. <laughs> 
Holy shit. You ran around Golden Gate Park for 40 fucking miles, dude. Yeah, I did. That was a crazy day. It, it was a crazy day. That yep. was a fun uh, That was a fun activity to see pop up on the old Strava. Um, and finally, this is the running can, has, and will continue to change your life edition. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, for both of y'all, huh? Definitely. Running kind of came in and rattled the whole life life yeah. for y'all, didn't Change it? Change it all up. That's Shook right. it up. Yep. That's right. Season two, episode 19. Shout out of today's episode is going to someone super random. I don't even know if this is a real person. I think it is. But this is more so that we can bring the PRP listenership into this world that you've brought me into. Shout out of the episode is going to Tommy from Tommy's Margaritas. Oh, oh nice. nice. And I would just like you guys to give a little bit of a rundown on that because everyone says, oh, I got the best margarita. You know, how many times have I heard that? You guys actually said that. Yeah. And then I'll concur and agree with you that you actually Mm -hmm. do. Oh, absolutely. So what's the, what's the whole background, Ted, behind Tommy and margaritas? Give it to us. Ooh, so. Take your time. No rush. So it's coming from a bar called Tommy's Bar, but it was actually invented by a guy named Julio. I don't actually know Julio's last name. He goes without a last name. Okay. (laughs) And Julio invented the Tommy's Margarita, which is just a, is just, I think, a Agave syrup. Yep. It is just a bunch of limes and good Blanco tequila. Okay. And it's a pre-mix that you buy, right? You can't be... Well, can you make this at... So can you, you rip this you go to the bar, If you go to the bar, you get like the real deal Tommy's Margarita, the famous Tommy's Margarita. But you can also... They, they sell a like, like, a, um, like a jug of the mix, which is really good. And you put the tequila in the mix, right? Yeah. 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 And that's how you know it's a good tequila because you guys... You guys real hard renowned. with the liquor, and it was still delicious. World-renowned Tommy's Margarita. Look it up. I did look it up, PRP listenership. If you look it up, pops up on Google. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. First oh, tab. Yeah. So shout out, Tommy, Julio, <laughs> blessing us with that shit. Best in the biz. Thank yeah. God. Welcome to the PRP. This is the Pre-Race Podcast. This is a show where we connect with runners within a week before a big race they've been training for. And <laughs> our guest today is on the clock, bro. At this time tomorrow, you're going to be through the halfway point, hopefully, huh? Hopefully, yeah. Shit, dude. Yeah. How you feeling? You feel all right? Yeah, I'm feeling a little, feel, little feel, nervous, but you're okay. A little nervous, but calmer than expected. We got good vibes going this weekend. Things yeah, are happening well. Things are happening well. Guest hosting with me today. He is a Minnesotan native and nature enthusiast who has a burning passion for all things outdoors, especially long backpacking trips with his wonderful wife. Would you agree with that? I'd agree with that. That's a good one. I think that's a good one. He's a blossoming runner who enjoys looping Golden Gate Park or trail running over to Sausalito whenever he gets the chance. I agree with that. A little too, ninja loop. I, yep. I agree with that. Yeah, you agree? You concur? I don't, I don't go nearly <laughs> as far as my wife does, but, you know, I try. He is a design extraordinaire in bigwig over at Prezi, a big tech company in San Francisco. How's work going over there for you, bud? Always busy for you guys, Always huh? busy. Always busy. It's going well, though. Yeah. You guys are you guys are kick-ass. If you're making a uh, slideshow or presentation and you're presentation. not using Prezi, yeah, you're, you're fucking blowing it. Yeah. You're way blowing it. PowerPoint. <laughs> That's so freaking 1990s. He is an aspiring baker who, we must point out, got into baking before the pandemic. True. You true. were doing that shit before it was cool. Way before it was cool. You started as a sourdough guy, sourdough guy, but now you're kind of in like the bagel zone, yeah, or what's just, going you know, on? I'm experimenting. You know, I'm dabbling. <laughs> I'm doing bagels, um, a lot of focaccia. Oh, the focaccia got mm. the salt on it, right? Mm-hmm. It does. Always talk- salted. Mm-hmm. Go for it. What He's you talked say? a big game about sourdough donuts too, but yeah. haven't had I haven't, them yet. I haven't quite got there yet. But is that a savory donut or is it sourdough but it's still sweet? I haven't made it yet, but it's yeah, sourdough, but it's going to be uh, sweet. Wow. I know. We'll I'm trying to happens. think about that. It's kind of blowing my mind. I know. Likewise. <laughs> Shit. Ted. And finally, he's a proud, level-headed, and kind-spirited dog dad to Colby, the adventure Aussie, Mr. Edward Quinn. Ted, 
good to have you here, brother. Good to be here. It's good to have you it's in person. Good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back, right? Yeah. But freaking in person this time. Yeah, in person it's way better. You got you got the best vase on the table too, I think. But <laughs> I do. You lucked out on that one. Um, first question: You ever been on a podcast? I've been on this podcast. Yeah, you have, right? Once before, it's my only podcast I've been on is this podcast. And that was the first time we ever met. Yeah. And you guys were hanging out in your little office. Yeah. Allegra, yeah. you can also laugh into the microphone. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Allegra side side yeah. laughing like she's burping after drinking beer. You can laugh. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy how we met on the on the first yeah. PRP on the first little PRP for you guys. Yeah, we met we met remotely too. Mm-hmm. And then we met in person. Yeah. And we had a grand old run. We did. Yeah. Wow. A Insane. friendship blossomed. A friendship has truly blossomed here. Uh, next question. Uh, your crew chief tomorrow, bud. How you feeling? Are you dialed in? I thought you were crew chief. <laughs> Am I crew chief? Oh, oh no! <laughs> Don't Allegra, uh -oh. walk away. <laughs> I think you're crew chief, and then I take over crew chief when you go out and pace. Okay. So like I'm co-crew chief, or like uh, assistant crew chief. Assistant crew chief. Okay. Okay. And what's your mom? Sarah's out here too. What's your mom gonna be? Just spirit, head hype, of spirit, hype team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Director of spirit, Sarah. We love it. Um, one more thing. Uh, just uh, before we jump into housekeeping, Edward, that I wanted to talk to you about. Let's talk birthday miles. You had a big oh, birthday, yeah, John. Yeah, yeah. You turned 40? or did you turn? Uh, I turned 39. You turned 39. Is the 40th yeah. coming up this next year? That would be the next year, yes. <laughs> that would be how it works. I tried to do them in order. Uh, <laughs> that's so unconventional of you, Edward. Uh, okay, so you did 39 miles. 39 miles. And that was that spring or summer? I forget. When was that? That was summer. It was end of July. Oof. And that was your distance PR, was it not? It was. And how it was, was it? It ended up being about 39.6. Okay. And I was like, go 0.4 miles more. But then, then it 40. Be, but then it's not in the spirit. Next year, <laughs> I do 40. Yeah, he was very insistent. It's no, not, it's not, Allegra, it's not in the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't run over. Yeah. Control yourself, Allegra. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys did a point to point. And Allie, point cre to point, she yeah. crewed so you she up. She dropped me off at okay. like six in the morning out in this cow field. You guys have a habit of doing that to each other. It's yeah. the same cow field. Same cow field. Oh, it's the I've same been one. Dropped off at mm -hmm. wow. multiple times. Yeah, Special it's a spot. great through run. You can run, really. I mean, you can run what about thirty-five miles pure trail, yep. and you kind of go through a whole bunch of different things. You go by the ocean. You're going through forests. You're going through redwoods. Okay, it is awesome. And you ran all the way to your doorstep, did you not? And then I ran all the way home. So I ran across the Golden Gate Bridge. Wow. Then over into the city and all the way right to my doorstop. How was that? On 39th Avenue, nonetheless. On 39th Avenue. Oof. She was yeah. sending pics and vids. You were kind of flying yeah. at the end, dude. Yeah. And then, you know, I just felt good at the end, and I was just pushing it. It was great. Go. Boom. Yeah. And a uh, 50-miler for you at the end of November, this upcoming month, yeah? Yep. You feeling you excited? I'm out on the books. I'm feeling excited. You know, I haven't really mentally gone 100% there yet. I think we've been in this, like, Havelina mode conversation mode. Mm -hmm. And I think once this weekend's done, it's probably going to be really focused on What's next, which is going to be outside of Moab in the Dead Horse uh, 50 miler. There you go. That's a Mad Moose event, right? Yep. Mad yeah. Moose. Shout out. They put on a good event. They do. Mad Moose is good shit. All right. A little bit of housekeeping here before we introduce our special guest of the episode. For today's episode facts, we're going to hit some facts, actually. Facts with an S. Let's go ahead and learn more about deserts. Nice. How's that sound? Mm, I like that. Sounds we're great. here. There's a lot to learn about deserts. There is yeah. a lot to learn. There, it's quite the ecosystem we're in out here. So we are just outside of Phoenix, outside of Tempe. Is it Tempe or Tempe? I want to say Tempe. I'll say Tempe because I eat Tempe. Yeah. I have <laughs> I no know. idea. I don't think I've ever... Tempe, Tempe. Let's go with Tempe. Let's go with Tempe. Let's go with Tempe. Because I'm angry emails um, later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Did you know? Did you know that Phoenix is located in what is called a wet green desert? Okay. I, I can see that. We're going to expand on that a little bit. Here we go. While we usually associate the term desert 
with dry, barren wastelands, those aren't universal characteristics of deserts. Greater Phoenix is located in one very notable exception, the Sonoran Desert. The Sonoran Desert is home to a surprising number of endemic plants and other wildlife. This vibrancy is a result of roughly three to five inches of rain in the Sonoran Desert each year. So that's kind of interesting. That's a good fact. Yeah, so they're saying fact. three to five inches of rain is a lot for a desert. Yeah. It's quite the range, though. Yeah. So who knows? Doubling down on this, there are only 21 deserts in the world, four of which are native to North America, and Arizona is actually the only state in the U.S. to have a section of all four deserts inside its borders. Whoa. That's a good fact. Wow. That I is know. a good fact. Now, I don't know what those four deserts are, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I just realized that that would have been a probably good one to double down on, but whew, PRP listenership give you some homework to do. Exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, finally, here on the desert facts, the Sonoran Desert is also one of the few native habitats for the world-famous how do we say it? Saguaro. Saguaro cactus. Mm-hmm. And these fuckers are huge. Yeah, they're, they're cool. all around us. They're all around us. They're like trees. And this yeah. is PRP listenership. These are the cactuses that I'm sure you're already envisioning, these big bastards with the arms. Um, Very old west. Like Gumby. It's, it's classic. Like I'll probably have a, like a, one of these cactuses on the episode art cover. Because like, why wouldn't we? Exactly. You know, why wouldn't we? This type of cactus can grow more than 40 feet tall and live for over 150 years. Like a fucking tortoise. It can take up to 50 to 100 years sometimes for the saguaro cactus to grow its arms. And it's illegal to harm a saguaro cactus in Arizona. If you do so, you'll be facing felony charges, and you can't even cut one down if it's on your property. I love it. Mm-hmm. So Don't mess with a saguaro cactus. Don't fuck with them, dude. Have, have you, I heard that you got like tacked by a cactus once. <laughs> A teddy bear cactus. What the fuck? Teddy bear cactus, which is well, it's which per- perfectly really, fitting for him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we were just drawn, hiking. drawn to him. <laughs> we were hiking, and I just stepped over a rock and got hit in the shin with it, and it was all hilarious at first. But then it, it was like a little like ball, a like a little spiky ball, just yeah. detached onto his ankle, and I was just laughing. But they're they're like kind of barbed. Were they? Was it thin cacti blades, or was it like kind of? They were kind of thicker. Okay, so almost like a thorn. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, there's something with these uh, cactuses where they, when they have something pushes up against them, they like push back. So they really dig in. Oh. And yeah. Did you get it you out? You don't want to fall in one of these bushes. <laughs> that is a, that's a trip to the ER. There you go. Watch out for cactuses, people. Um, all right. Let's move on. Joke of the Sode. For today's Joke of the Sode, we're going to stay on theme. We're going to go desert jokes. Boom. And I got nice. three jokes queued all up. All right. All right. Because the jokes have been kind of. not dry. They've been missing the. They're all dry. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of them is dry, but Was that one of the jokes or... We're, oh, is that a joke? That was a throw-in. <laughs> Ted, let's go. <laughs> Just fucking right over my head on that one. Holy shit. Okay, we're going to go with uh, two quick one-liners and a story joke, and I figured we'd stack them. One-liner, story joke, one-liner. So, first joke. It's fitting for both of you, too. What do you get when you cross a mountain and a desert? Mm. What? Fucking, oh, you yeah. get fucking tired, man. It's a long <laughs> way. <laughs> this leg, do you get it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that's true. I like that's that one, actually. I like that oh, one. Oh, yeah, that was ultra running <clears throat> and desert. There you go. Yeah, Sign like them that. both in. Uh, all right, joke number two. Two cowboys are lost in a desert. They've been stranded without water or food for days. Suddenly, one of them sees a tree off in the distance that's draped with bacon. It's a bacon tree. We're saved, he shouts. The two muster up all the remaining energy they have left and run over to the tree. But right as they get to the base of it, they're shot up with bullets. 
Turns out it wasn't a bacon tree. It was a hand bush. Oh, God. <laughs> Ted, I, had no, Ted, I had no idea where that was Ted going. doesn't want to like that one, but he does. Yeah. Deep like down that. in his soul. I don't like that I like it. <laughs> All right, and finally. Oh, there's oh, the chime. Wind there chime. It is, the chime's in. chiming in. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Chime's like more cowboy jokes, baby. <laughs> um, ding. Okay. What? Okay, last one. <clears throat> this one's good, dude. <clears throat> this one's the best. Save the best for last. What do you call a waffle that you drop in the desert? Ooh, I don't know. San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> do you get that one? Do we need uh, to explain I got, that one? I got okay. that one. <laughs> do you, do no, you get it? I don't get it. San Diego, like the like the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then a San Diego, like ego oh, waffle. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. Always great when you have to explain the joke. It means they really hit home, yeah. doesn't it? Jesus oh, Christ. Goodness. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, for today's episode quote. We're going to do something special and different. We're going to go with one of our PRP alumni's original quotes. That's right. For today's episode quote, we're going to take a deep dive into the stimulating well of Miss Allegra. Krasnikavich. Yep. Good job. Nice work. So if you recall, when you listened to episode three of this season, Dan wrote a poem and I had him read it. I thought it would be appropriate today to kind of set the tone. Love it. To have you read your post on Instagram that you posted about a week ago. Oh, gosh. Are you down? Oh. I'll read it. I have it here, but I think it'd be better if you read it. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, take your time. I didn't, I didn't know this was coming. If you want to start with, let me see where I was going to start. When there's like, you have like two paragraphs in there, Allegra, but if you want to start with the there have been moments okay. section. Okay. There have been moments of doubt. <laughs> I start over. What was that? That was the coffee. Okay, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dunk. At least it wasn't the vase. That was a Halloween. <laughs> okay. There have been moments of doubt, often occurring while doing banded monster walks around my house at 4:30 a.m. on weekday mornings. Moments of questioning why the fuck I'm even doing this on those days when juggling it all felt like way too much. When I felt defeated by the unrelenting balancing act of training, working, and living. Despite the potential perils of prioritizing one's hobby to such an extreme level, there have been way more moments of joy and gratitude and fulfillment throughout this training block. Crazy awesome long runs in beautiful places near and far, hard workouts and big wisdom from my amazing coach, mind-blowing support from my super husband and endlessly generous friends, and a hesitant but growing sense of pride in and ownership of the fierce level of commitment I've shown, 4 a.m. wake-ups and all, to this process. I'm so grateful for the privilege of pursuing this grind, for the community that cheers me on, for the loved ones whose belief in me teaches me how to believe in myself, and of course, for Colby the dog, who never ever lets a, foam, let, lets a girl foam roll alone. Still figuring out exactly what my goals are for this race, and still working on getting okay with the fact that attempting huge new scary goals comes with the very real possibility of failure. But I know that I'm coming in ready to make some moves, feel some joy, suffer big time, and to learn, grow, and be changed by the experience as an athlete, and way more importantly, as a human being. Let's do this thing. That's great, dude. Thanks, man. That was really good. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's for sure, the episode quote. Oh, my gosh. Thank How you. does it make you feel to have her, to hear her read that, Ted? I mean, it's so it's so true. I mean, she's a, I think, like, a very gifted writer, mm -hmm. so it comes easy, but... 
The um, I mean, it is. I mean, especially the banded walks at four thirty. That's not. That's not a joke. I mean, she <laughs> this girl's up every day at four thirty and is doing all sorts of weird, weird stretches and uh, what is the one called? Uh, the Myrtle routine. The Myrtle. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Not right now, but at some point. I'll show you. It's okay. like it's great for your hips. Well, I'm proud of you for putting that out there too. Thank you. You've been getting a little bit more vulnerable on the gram over the past year. You know. You've been doing a good job with it. Yeah, just. You're ready to rumble. Putting it out there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, Edward, what do you think, bro? You think it's time to stop messing around and introduce the big dog of the episode? I think so. You think it's time? Mm-hmm. Our guest today is a passionate, inspiring, and blossoming runner who, believe it or not, is still relatively new to the running game, and she has been absolutely lighting shit up lately. Edward, would you agree with that? I'm trying to get approval on all of these. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, 100% <laughs> Hundo P. Hundo P. She is a massive nature enthusiast, just like her husband, with humble beginnings as a thru-hiker and backpacker. What do you love more, nature or running? Oh, I love them both together. Why do you have to decide? Now. No, I won't make you decide, but if you had to, what would you say? What's more important to you, running or nature? I mean, I... I that's yeah, a hard question That's a answer, really bro. hard question. That's why I'm an ultra runner, because yeah. I get to run in you get, nature. You get the so best I'm, of both Yeah, worlds. I'm taking that cop out. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, I'll give yeah. it to you. I'll give you that cop out. She is a California native with humble and, dare I say, semi-bougie roots in the Central Coast that still exists <laughs> to this very day. Edward, would you agree with that? I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you were, were you born in uh, Big Sur? Were you born in Monterey, or where were you I born? I was born in L.A., okay. and then lived in San Francisco for a hot second, and okay. then I grew up mostly in Carmel and Big Sur. Yeah. Little Central Coast double delight there for you. You know it. Amazing. She is a PRP alumni who is back to discuss her ardent and at times possibly a bit neurotic outlook on running fair, and life. Fair, fair, fair. Would you agree with that? At a hundred percent agree. Hundo P. Hundo PRP, baby. And finally, she will be attempting to run a hundred miles for the very first time in her career tomorrow at six AM. Miss Allegra Krasnikavich. Allie, what's good, dude? It's good to have you here. So happy to be back, man. It's, uh, it's great to have you what in person. What a treat. What a we got treat. You, we got you on the mics. It's a whole different experience when yeah, you're in person, huh? It's a whole new world. I'm yeah. loving it. Loving I love it. it. I love it. Uh, first question. We yeah. kind of already talked about it, but how are you feeling? How's the body feeling? Good. The body is feeling good. I've been tapering for about 10 days. Um, and usually I find a taper to be really anxiety provoking and I'm super restless and you know, mad that I'm not running, but I actually feel like I've been able to kind of settle in to okay. this taper. Good. I think in part it's just been a bigger training block for me and I was coming off some big weeks and like ready to kind of take a step back. Um, You're coming off some huge weeks, bro. Coming off some big weeks. Yeah. Cool. Been been trying to just put in as much work as I can, as much work as is smart, you know, mm-hmm. there's, I think there's definitely such thing as too much work and good thing I have a coach kind of reining me in, but uh yeah, body's, body's feeling good. I have no niggles. You know, I've also had those tapers where I'm like, oh, my leg is going to fall off. Or yeah. I think I broke my ankle mm-hmm. walking down the hall. Or, you know, I have nothing, COVID nothing or something like, like that. that. Nothing like that. And I don't I don't know why. I don't know how I nailed it this time. But I'm feeling, feeling like everything's attached. Everything's ready to go. We just need the gun to go off. Yeah, tomorrow, huh? exactly. Yeah, ready to rumble. Um Let's talk about what you've been up to since you were on the pod last. Yeah. So you did your first ultra when you joined us on the pod, yep. season one. Yep. Uh, I don't remember what episode, do you? 15? 
14, I, I 12? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, but what have, what have you done this year? You've done, you, you ran 50K with yeah, Edward. Yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I've had a good year. I Edward ran his first ultra mm-hmm. in Moab. So mm-hmm. he's kind of, we're kind of bookending this year with Mad Moose events in Moab. I had a little bit of a, some digestion issues there for you, but you made it through, right? Yep, thanks for bringing that up. Yep. <laughs> was, oh, you're welcome, bud. There was some crying <laughs> and some pooping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so that yeah. was an early, that was like in winter, right? That was in winter, and I just ran the whole thing with Ted to just be mm-hmm. out there with him, but it was his race, and I would say I was a pretty pretty poor pacer. I was not hitting the right Was she notes. chatting you up way too hard? She's chatting me up way too hard. I was, <laughs> I was, I was trying we're, we're to pump learning. him up. I was trying to She's be trying to inspirational, it you know, and it was saying, not best, going over you're great, well. You look great, everything's great, and that's just not my style, you know? And Ted was like, shut up and yeah. run ahead of me and I will do my own thing. Also, sometimes everything's not great on a on an ultra. Yeah. Even if yeah. You say, <laughs> you're trying to say that. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I learned I learned a lot. And I think learning how to be a good pacer in this sport is really important. Yeah, right. Is. Like it's a thing that we all do. Mm-hmm. And it's all about knowing your 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 racer and your runner. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was, I think, a learning experience for both of us in a lot of ways, but still a great trip. Um, so that was how kind of we kicked off the year. And then I ran Boston Marathon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, in April. Year, huh? Yeah. I qualified for Boston at CIM in 2019. And I wasn't feeling super juiced to do a road marathon this year because I'm like, I'm a trail girl now. Mm-hmm. Speed, ugh, I don't know. But it was Boston. Yeah, Boston will suck you in if you, if you don't like Exactly. Yeah. And I just figured, all right, I have this opportunity. Let's do it. And I only did about, I feel like it was like six weeks of marathon specific mm-hmm. training. So mm-hmm. I wasn't doing a ton on the roads for like months before I kind of flipped that switch. And I actually feel like it was really nice to start the season off with kind of some speed focused work. That was like a great foundation to then go into longer distances. Um, so I feel like it's something I might consider doing again. So I ran Boston in 3:12 and change, which was Ooh. a 12-minute PR. It was super fun. Like I, I, I went out there just wanting to run faster than I had run my first and only marathon, and just had a really great day mm-hmm. um, with friends and family. Like it was awesome. Boston was everything people said it would be, and I loved it. And I was supposed to then mm-hmm. that same week. Boston came at a cost. Run, yeah, yes, it did. Hashtag, I was supposed to run. Hashtag Costin. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I was supposed to run the Big Sur Marathon. There's this thing, Boston to Big Sur, two marathons, one week. I was like, this is a way to do road marathons and kind of an ultra runner's style, right? And I was I was super pumped. I was recovering well from Boston. I had a little bit of a cold. It wasn't a cold. Mm-hmm. It was COVID. Classic. Classic. Fucking classic COVID. Yep. Just taking race dreams away from people. Yep. Yeah. And it was a bummer because I wasn't very sick. It was like a little cold. And if it had just been a normal head cold, you know, it was like above the neck. Like I definitely would have run, but I did the responsible but mm-hmm. challenging thing mm-hmm. of sitting that one out. Yep. Um, and then I raced a 55K up at Lake Sonoma, which is north of San Francisco in- Late May? In late May. Okay. Yep. Memorial Day weekend as kind of a training race for my summer 100K. And that was a blast. Did I went- that? Did you win that one? I was second, second female, first, um, or sixth, wow. Second female, six overall. I was running second overall for a while, and then I blew up, man. I went hard. I don't know why. Shocker. (laughs) I just... Shocker. I went pretty hard, and around mile um, 27, started feeling a little little woozy. 
Um, but dug myself out of that hole. I feel like if it had been a longer race, I would have been able to make up for lost ground. I finished like ready to keep going. Um, the cool thing about that race is that I shared some miles with, um, and lost to a very worthy, incredible female athlete, Alyssa Clark, who just won the Moab 240. She's such a badass. And she was like so nice out there. We were chatting it up and we shared a bunch of miles and we were going to finish together because we were both doing this as a training race. And then I kind of fell off, but it was so, it was super fun. I learned a lot. I feel like those shorter ultras are, are pretty, pretty tricky to get right. Yeah, they you, are. you go hard. Well, especially with you because you go hard the whole time. Yeah. I'm trying to find that right balance. And it was like eight, eight K gain over 35 miles. So it was pretty up and down. Mm-hmm. Ted, that was a rough one for you. Cause you just had to hang out and drink wine, huh? Yeah, it's tough. You know, it was you rough. To- I had, a lot Col- of- I had Colby with me, and my job was to uh, just kill time until yeah, like, with the dog. Out. And then we literally went wine tasting after. A lot of adversity mm-hmm. for Ted. Yeah, out there on race yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> it was a tough one. Yeah, and then we went from the race. I like put on a new shirt, and we went to one of our favorite wineries I mean, on the amazing. way home. It amazing. was great. It was an awesome day. Mm-hmm. Life is um, hard. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. And then I raced hundred k in early July, the Siskiyou out and back, the SOB for short. Um, which is Hal Koner's race up in Southern Oregon in the mountains outside of Ashland. It was awesome. It was a blast. I had a great race. And you took first. I was the first female. Yeah, yep. dude. Which was really fun. I kind of went in thinking that I wanted to try for that, but it's hard to, I don't know, have the courage to believe in yourself like that. But mm-hmm. that was floating around in my mind. And um, I kind of lined up at the front and... Went out not not too fast, um, fortunately, and was able to run in first the entire race. And I had a really great race until the very end. There's this climb called Time Warp that starts around mile 56, and it's like thousands of feet of gain between miles 56 and 61. And I kind of thought it would be more runnable. I was feeling really good around mile 50 and going into 56. You're kind of running down this fire road with that perfect downhill grade. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is great. I I'm got gonna, this in the back. I got yeah. this. Like this hill's going to be runnable. I run up hills all the time. It was not, it was not runnable friends. It was, it was very steep, very brutal. <laughs> Went to a very dark place, but it all worked out in the end. Um, and yeah, that was, that was the last race I did. Yep. Lining were, up tomorrow. You were first by like 10 minutes or so. I don't you were, know. You were well ahead. Yeah. Is like, that the first was, race you've won outright? Uh, I I won a random half marathon in Death Valley. Oh, I remember that. When I first I remember. started I remember. We talked running. about that on the first one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But this that was, was like your first marathon or half marathon, wasn't it? Or one of the first? It was one of the first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But this, yeah, this one meant a lot. It was really, it was really awesome. So you've been on one this year. And then you went to freaking, then you two went to like Utah and Colorado. Yep. And just went hard. Mountain camp. And you, as went, I li- called you it. went a little too hard. I went, I went too hard. Yep. Learned. Talk to us what happened. <laughs> a about theme the, here, it appears. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we have a theme. Um, yeah, we went. I had the opportunity to work remotely for a week. And so we spent the week in Park City and running around the Wasatch, which was super beautiful. And my first real ever time like proper mountain running you know i've hiked in the mountains but i've never run and it's a it's it's a different game in a lot of ways um and then we went from park city to colorado for two weeks to just play and explore and scope it out and i had some big runs on my list that i was able to do and 
it was great. But the learning curve was steep. Like there's a lot of power hiking and hiking and you ha- kind of have to change your mindset to be mm-hmm. not only okay with that, but embrace it and practice it. It's like hard to hike fast hard if you're not used to doing body it. Too. Exactly. And the trails are technical in ways that they aren't where I usually run. And I was running, I was running kind of similar volume as I would be at sea level. But then I would run in the morning and then I would like take the dog out for a six to 10 mile hike in the afternoon. And I was like, that doesn't count. That's just a, that's just an afternoon Mm -hmm. stroll. That's just a fun activity. And then probably a little bit of booze before bed. Yep. And then we're on vacation for those two weeks. So I was, you know, letting, letting it loose a little bit. And, you know, the hikes definitely my body, they, they counted for my body and I felt a little kind of worn ragged at the end of that i had pretty low iron it was like the last day last day or two you were there last couple days uh it was like not things were not and it wasn't like i think the the weirdest and most disconcerting thing about it it, is it wasn't like an injury it wasn't like oh my ankle hurts my knee hurts i tweaked it on this descent but it was like my body is not functioning in the way that i would expect it to paces that should feel legitimately easy felt really hard and i wasn't able to you know, run consistently without stopping. And it definitely kind of rocked me and freaked me out, but it was a good, good learning experience in terms of, you know, thinking holistically about the stress that you're putting on your body, Mm -hmm. thinking about fueling, thinking about the environment that you're in, having a really big impact on kind of overall how things are functioning. And so, and I've been able to kind of come back to sea level, eat a lot, do iron supplements, like bounce back. I'm feeling totally fine now, but I think for future, hopefully future adventures at altitude, there I took away a lot of lessons yeah, good. from that. Good perspective yeah. to have, huh? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Um, last question before we move on. Yeah. We love uh, hashtag dog talk on the PRP. <laughs> Let's do it. So let's talk both of you guys. Is it killing you to be away from Kolbs this weekend or is it kind Absolutely. of a, is it kind of like a refreshing break or, or maybe a little bit of both or is, is it mostly missing the doggo? No, you always got to miss the doggo. Okay. So it's pure, it's unadulterated missing. Allegra yeah. seems to maybe I, want I a different say, answer. I, mean, I would he'd be say barking right now if we were doing yeah, this. Right yeah. I would say there's like a lot going on this weekend and I'm not like sad that that, that component of it, you know, there's, there's a lot going on, but I definitely miss him and he, he is, he's performed well at multiple race finish lines. And so I think Cheering he would have been a welcome. Yeah. yeah just Kobe's barking. not much of a, of a desert dog though he overheats pretty easily so. okay no, and he well, hates waiting around that big yeah. coat you know he hates hates waiting around and he hates the heat so i think yeah. that he's happy to not be here he'd yeah. be able to dig himself a hell of a hole out here he would take quite the hole that's <laughs> quite the hole digger that cold that is true uh, all right rules of the podcast you guys know them. you yeah. guys love them but we got to go through them let's do Edward, it do you know the rules um in order i'm testing you hard oh, right now man you've been off the prp grind for a couple months so let's see if you can do it what's rule number one uh be vulnerable yes Nice. Allegra, you down? Yeah, be honest. Yeah, well, that's number two. I was just asking if you're down to be vulnerable. Oh. <laughs> she was I thought ahead. you, I was like, it's a test. Classic. It's she a wants quiz. the brownie points. Yeah. She yeah. wants to ace the quiz. I know, yeah. it's next. Are you, are you down to be vulnerable? Of course. Yeah, you've, already been, be, you've already been being Always, vulnerable. man. And then rule number two, like you said, be honest. Yep. You'll be honest, right? Absolutely. Okay, and then Ted, rule number three. Tell everybody you know about the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm changing that for next season, bro. <laughs> Rock on. Rule number three for today. Tell everyone you know about the PRP. Um, all right, let's get some softballs rolling. Allegra, let's help you get settled in. 
tell us what race you're training for and what date this race is occurring. Yeah, I'm training for the Havelina 100 miler and it is occurring tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. Yeah, and we did pack a pickup already today. Yep. It's pretty intense over there. Oh, man. That's a setting like I've never seen in an ultra space, dude. Dude, it was wild. People just swarming the tent. The infrastructure that Aravipa has set up over there is fucking legit. They know know how to put on a race. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. Ted and I were saying that was giving us more like road marathon vibes. Totally. Pack a pickup than I've ever had at an ultra. Totally. And not in a negative way per se, but just with the amount, with the volume and the scale. Yeah. It's fucking, this, tomorrow's going to be lit, dude. I know. I know. That was, it gave us a taste of what's to come. And we're lucking out. We got a hell of a crew with us that just is kind of taking care of everything for us. They got a spot and the little, what would you call that little alley? The runner's alley, I guess, or the loop of, yeah. The loop of celebration. I have no idea idea what you call it. (laughs) I like, I like the loop of celebration. The loop of celebration. (laughs) Let's let's go with that. Jesus. Sometimes the loop of celebration, sometimes the loop of pain. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So let's talk about the course, the Javelina course a little bit. It's uh, basically five 20 mile loops. That, that is it. With not a lot of vertical gain. Not a lot. Yep. You said about less than 2,000 per loop? I believe so. So yeah. you're going to come in under 10,000 feet again over the course of a hundo? I think so. I should probably know that. I should probably know what the exact number it's is. Okay. But I know it's flat and yeah, it's, it's runnable. It's pretty flat. It's the most important thing. And yeah. the way they've got the course set up and Race HQ set up is um, do you have a bottle opener? Oh my God, he's got it. He's got fucking it. all I'm over it, dude. Always. Pop, it, pop it. it next to the mic. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so the way they've got the course set up is every time runners come in to you know finish a loop, you basically go down this freaking alley. I would say it's almost a freaking quarter mile. I mean, maybe yeah. not, maybe not, but it's a big ass. It's loop. not short. It's, it's probably a quarter mile all the way. Yeah, yeah. Know. And it's lined with canopies on each side. Yep. And in some sections, it's the canopies are double, triple deep. Yep. And everyone's just ready to fucking turn up. It looks like. Yeah. At, yeah. night, at night, it's going to be cool. It's gonna, everybody's going to have lights. Everybody's going to be nuts. Everybody's going to have like six beers in them. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good, good job. It's going to be a good. I'm yeah. like, my whole my whole thing tomorrow is managing my buzz and also being a good crew member. So You're going to do great. I'll be, I'll be all right. I have full confidence. That's my, you know, that's my goal. Not get too drunk. That's my goal. That's, you got to have big goals. got to <laughs> have big goals. It's man. its own type of ultra marathon. Really. <laughs> it is. It is. Pacing. <laughs> very important. Like we said, there's a, there's adversity out there for all of us. Um. Allegra, what race of your career is this? We kind of ran through the races this year, but what would you? What ultra is this for you technically now? This is my fourth ultra. Okay. Is that right? Fifth ultra. Mm. One. One was. Two, one was. Three. It's my me. fifth. It's your fifth. Fifth, yeah, and oh. one was pacing Ted. Okay. Um, and. When did you start running? Remind remind me. Twenty. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. I want to say, okay. yep, twenty eighteen, and then I did my first marathon in twenty nineteen, which was my. I did a few half marathons before that, but my first big race was uh, CIM in December of twenty nineteen. Wow! And now, at and now end, here we are at the end of twenty twenty two. You're going to put triple digits down. I guess. I guess yeah. so. She qualified for Boston our first marathon. That's right. It's fucking, just, this girl doesn't mess around. Yeah, you're fucking nuts, dude, in the best way possible. You know, I'm, I'm just on one, dude. People say I'm a little intense, but <laughs> but you're intense in like a pleasant way. <laughs> Thank you. She's pleasantly intense. Yeah. Thank you. That means she's a both lot. here to to win and make friends. Yeah. Always. 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 I'm gonna get you a shirt that says that. <laughs> pleasantly intense, and on the back it says, "I'm here to win and make friends." That with, that's with, my vibe. With a thumbs up. <laughs> the picture of you, thumbs up. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to ask you both this question because this is new to season two. Uh. We'll let Allegra percolate, and we'll put Ted on the spot. Ted, it was your last day on Earth. 
what would you do and who would you spend it with? I didn't prepare for this question because I, I didn't think I was going to get hit with it. You're that. out of the PRP kind of cycle right now, so you're not. You know, I'm kind of got Ooh. you on your heels, and I like it. Last day on earth. Um, I think I'm going to have to spend it with, I mean, I'm obviously going to have to spend it with family in Allegra and Colby for okay. sure, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, Is it going to start with everyone, though? How's it going to start? Let's start at the top here. I mean, I think I'll probably start with. Uh, I'll probably start with waking up next to Allegra, and then Colby will probably come up in there. Okay. Yep. And then I'll, um, you know, I'll probably go for like a short run, just to get like a little endorphins going. A little into the GGP. Do, I don't want to do anything too big because then you know they end up taking the whole day. And, yeah. Yep. But then uh, what am I gonna do? Probably get really good breakfast somewhere. Okay. Any Bob's donuts in the mix today? Oh uh, yeah. Thing? Why not? Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna go all out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm. It's gonna be a, a day of hanging out with people. Probably having just some good, a good drink or two, mm-hmm. depending, especially how this day's ending. I, mean, I don't know how I'm going out at the end of this <laughs> thing, but <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, but I'd probably, you know, have a lot of really good meals. I don't know what I'd eat exactly, but yeah, you're a foodie, aren't you? Yeah, I'd, I'd just eat well, hang out with people, hang out with my my like best friends and and family, and you well know, just be it. Pretty simple. Simple. I know that's a good answer, though, bro. Hang out. Yeah, okay. you can't make a two pound because you know the day's gonna go quick. Day's gonna move fast. Yeah, it's gonna move quick, and then you're gonna die. Yeah, this and then, is and really then at the end of it, down. at the end of it, it all ends, and it could be kind of could be grizzly. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, Allegra, you're up. Last wow. day on earth, what would you do? Who would you spend it with? Yeah, I would. I would wake up next to my husband and with with our dog Colby. I would go on a run by myself. Longer than him, probably. M- medium, medium. How long is that? Okay, yeah. What's run. medium for Allegra? I would say between 10 and 15 miles. <laughs> I would listen to my... It's a cool half marathon. Listen to my body and decide when, when to Just pull. Just a chill, chilly dog in it with a half marathon. <laughs> sure. I think okay. it's a lot of time to think, though. Yeah, it's my last day yeah. on earth. I want some solitary reflection time, and I, but I want to do it when I'm running, when I'm moving my body. Would you sleep? Nature. Would you sleep in, or would you maybe? I don't think I'm capable of sleeping yeah, in. You're not kind of wired. And it's my point. last day. I would definitely be up at four, like trying to get everything out of everything I could. Doing out of the that Kerbal day. Walk, or what is it? The Kerbal? The Monster Walk. The no, banded there's no point monster in What's the one you were and talking then there's about? The Myrtle Routine. The Myrtle Routine, yeah. dude. These are different things. This is why I have to wake up so early. There's a lot of things that have been added on before a run, and I, I gotta, I gotta check all the boxes every day. But, uh, and then I, and then I think I would have all my nearest and dearest, my family, and my best friends all gather at my family's place down in Big Sur, which I think is like my special spiritual home mm-hmm. and where I feel like that's definitely where I'd want it. To want to bring all it all together. Yeah. yeah. And we'd, we'd share, we'd break bread together. We'd open all the best wine and champagne that my dad has hidden under that house. Some tequila with John. Some too. tequila. Mm-hmm. And we'd watch the sunset and look at the stars and, you know, have a party, contemplate our own mortality, and then see you there later. There you go. Yeah. Great answer. Boom. She beat you, dude. Yeah, if I would have thought about it longer, <laughs> I would have probably been good. Wow. All right. She All had right. the chance to percolate. Okay. She had the chance okay. to percolate. Um, okay. We're going to switch gears a little bit. I right. know we got a little jingle. I know, Ted, you love the jingles, don't you, bro? I love the jingles. I'm here for the jingles. Okay. Really. Here we go. Work a little and live a little too. Work life balance. So you still have the same job that you had last time we talked. I do. Um, how's work-life balance treating you these days? Are you able to shut it down or is it still, is it a little bit, how, how many hours a week are you working? Let's just put it that way. You know, I'm working hard, but not, you know, a 60 hour week or anything like that. Good for you. Good for um, you. You're cutting it off. 
Well, in part, I think it's there are only so many hours in the day. Mm-hmm. And in training, I want to I've been prioritizing it as much as is possible without trying to sacrifice the quality of my work and the way I show up in relationships and as a wife and as a friend. Um, but there are things like I try to go to bed really early so that I can wake up really early. And if I work really late, I can't just, you go know, bed, turn yeah. it off and mm-hmm. yeah, be asleep by 9 PM. And so I've kind of, it's been a good exercise in me, um, having some boundaries and, but still trying to like show up as much as possible each day. Yeah. And, and be good at what you do. Put in the work. Exactly. Are you a 9 PM gal? Ted, is that what she's, are you guys 9 PM for bed? I mean, yeah. it's been right. earlier for me in the last couple of Yeah, weeks. I mean, she's been hitting bed 8, 8.30. Jesus Christ. This has been the last couple of weeks. I'm trying to sleep like yeah, a champion I, that's before what I, this race. That's what I did before Bear. I, I yeah. knew I didn't have fitness, and I knew that rest was going to be my best friend. And exactly. And it, it helped big time, dude. I feel like Nine to ten hours like, of sleep. Amen. Yep. Yep, that is a big thing. Are you going to bed that early, or are you, kinda, are you lingering and then sneaking in? What's, what are you doing? It's a little bit of both. Okay. Um... I'll oftentimes get in bed that early, but I have a hard time falling asleep that early. So are you on your phone or are yeah, you just reading phone. books? I'll do, crossword. I'll do a crossword or something like that. I'll just kind of like You're try a crossword to guy? But I'm really trying to like just kind of mellow it out. Yeah. You feel like you get into the scrolling. It's Are you uh, are you electronically crosswording on your phone or are I'm you like old school? Okay. And I've talked Bro. to him about the blue light. Bro, you got to fucking start ripping the pencil and newspaper with that. That's so swagger, dude. It look is, at you, look it at is. your fucking corn cob pipe and just yeah, like that. That would be that would be that would be like that would oh, be definitely God. cooler. That would be definitely Don't cooler. encourage him, Adam. A little bit of scotch well, with a corn cob pipe. <laughs> You already usually have scotch. That is true. With the I'm just missing the uh, the actual like you know pencil. You mm-hmm. have a pencil and a pen. Yeah, that's key. And then you can kind of yeah, because when you're sure, you can write it. Are you pen. a Wordle guy? I definitely Wordle it up every morning. I'm the first thing I do in the wake up. Wordle. Wow. Are you Wordling? No, I'm not Wordling. Yeah. I'm monster walking. Yeah, of course. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's Myrtling, not Wordling. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, nice. Ted. I love it. I love it. Okay, so things are similar to the last time we talked at work. You're trying to put in work and be a professional, but you're also trying to have a life outside. Yeah, I would say I, I haven't had much of a life outside of work and running in this in recent yeah. months. Well, your it's, running is like yeah. So the, ba- the, the balance hours. is hard. You know, you can't. What something I've been thinking a lot about is you can't have. You can't have everything you can't all have one it all. time. Seasons of life is a concept I've been mulling over a lot. And I feel like right now I'm in the season where I've wanted to really work hard at running. And I'm just feeling... Just embrace it. And compelled. Keep, yeah. Because you'll, you'll pop out of this, dude. Exactly. And it, not like on purpose. It'll just happen, right. bro. And I'll need a break. And I'll need to step back. And mm-hmm. that'll be a different season. And I think, yeah, the the maintaining a training load, getting the sleep you need, eating the way you need to eat, and... Going out on a weeknight or even on the weekend, it's really hard. Um, so I've been a little bit of a kind of hermit recently, but it's okay. Yeah, that's, what that's how balance works sometimes too. Yeah, you that's know? what you're on right now. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Exactly. It's not very good for the social life when you have your long run on Saturday morning. So like Friday night, you like yeah. go to bed at eight. Yeah. Well, and then Saturday, you re- you don't really have much energy Super and, tired. and you, you usually slap a fatty Sunday on top of that yeah the too, backtrack long runs makes me not a lot of fun on Saturday nights so Sunday nights have been more my night 
a fun, which is like mm-hmm. getting pizza at 5 p.m. and mm-hmm. having an old fashioned. In the early bird special. Exactly. <laughs> the EBS, the early bird special. Yeah. Dude. That yeah. is my vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, it's perfect liaison into let's talk about training. Yeah. Um, before we do dive into like highs and lows, you've started working with a coach. I have. And I want to hear more about that. Yeah. That's so when did you pick thing. up coach? So, yeah, this is a new development since we last talked. I picked up coach in. December of 2021, last December, I think. So we talked before my first ultra marathon, mm-hmm. um, which was 100K. And I had an g- amazing experience, an amazing day. But I also feel like, you know, I made a lot of mistakes out there. And every ultra, one makes a lot of mistakes. But I felt like I made some avoidable mistakes. And I also was just kind of feeling like there was room to grow. But I wasn't quite sure how to achieve that growth myself, you know, and didn't have the bandwidth to dive into training theory and all of that. Um, And so I really like David and Megan Roach and I like their podcast. I like their approach. I like, you know, the way they approach training, but also the way they approach kind of running and life more broadly, because I think having a coach isn't just having someone who thinks about you as an athlete or as a runner, but thinks about how running fits into the like broader picture of your whole life. Yeah, thinks and about you as a human being. Exactly. And their attitude towards running and competition and sport and athleticism, like inevitably will inform how you think about those things too. So finding someone who is in that spirit of like joy and gratitude and, you know, having a bigger perspective and we're doing this to become better people, not just to become better runners and win races. Yeah, dude. I and mean, so you can say that like 600 times. Yeah. Dude. Like that's really at the end of the day, that's what, it what is. it's all about. That is what it's all about. Yeah. And so I didn't want to lose sight of that working with a coach and have someone who was really focused just on results or numbers and all of that jazz. And so I found my coach, Tyler Fox through David, it okay. was a recommendation Um, And Tyler works with David. So I'm kind of training with the swap, as they call it, some Mm -hmm. work, all play um, approach. So it's things like I take a rest day every Monday, which was a really hard thing to integrate. Um, Doing strides, doing one speed focused workout a week um, and kind of layering more top a little more top end work onto what I was doing I feel like last year essentially I just did a massive amount of like aerobic base building I was running really high volume but it was all easy volume you know and that was great I really did build up I would say a pretty robust base Mm -hmm. but that only takes you so far yeah if you want to go to the next level you got to change it up exactly and I didn't know quite how to do that the wind chime agrees absolutely mean amen Um, and so, yeah, I started working with Tyler at the end of last year. It was a transition at first. I didn't quite know what to expect. And I had this like random person being like, take a rest day every week. And I was like, no, no, I don't want, I don't want to do that. I take a rest day every month like that. Uh, that doesn't seem right. You were to a me. one one day a month yeah, rest day. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like not yeah, great. She's a seven day a week runner. Yeah. Jesus. Was, you know, I was I was grinding myself down for sure. Um, well, kudos and shout out to Tyler. Yeah, he's Tyler, really has to fight through. Thank you, Tyler, for all of your hard work, brother. Jesus Christ. He's okay. Long suffering. So, so you yeah. kind of had to settle into this relationship. I had to settle a in. Bit. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was I was definitely started off feeling unsure. And um, I was like, I'll give it two months. And it's just been going really, really well. Wow, which I was really I'm going really, off. Really excited. He's into the wind chimes into Tyler. <laughs> Clearly, wow. 
Um, um, but t- so then Tyler was helping you get tuned up for Boston then kind of? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So he was able to kind of flip that switch into marathon training for me. And I had a really fun build doing stuff on the roads. Like my long runs would have kind of um, different components to them. There would be like, you know, 15 minutes marathon pace, five minutes off. I don't remember exactly, but it was like fun and interesting. And it kind of made running on the roads, which feels really boring now, um, less so. Um, and then I think he's done a great job preparing me for ultras. And I really appreciate, again, like his approach more broadly to sport and life and, you know, asking me to have perspective and rest and take care of myself and eat more and sleep more and do, you know, emphasizing that those are just as, if not probably more important than the actual training I'm putting in. And I think having someone who's not my husband or my mom and that I'm not trying to say that I don't love and value their advice, but having like a third party tell me those things and I have like, you know, a plan every week and I need to check all the boxes and I need to succeed and I need to do things right and get the gold star. And that means like taking the rest day and all that jazz. And so no gold stars. If you don't take a rest day, exactly. Like I'm in trouble. Like I really likes being the perfect student too. I do. I gotta be the best (laughs) student. So it's been, it's been really, really good for me. Um, and I really appreciate like the, yeah, the patience that my coach has had as I've kind of figured all of this out and settled into a new rhythm um so how does it work with you two when you're would you basically talk to tyler and say look this is what i want to do this year yeah and then can this be can i do this much or you know like okay i got four races i want to do there every other month or whatever it is you give that to him and say can we pull this off or does he kind of help you architect your year and say like this would be a good race that would be a good race Yeah, how it's gone thus far is I've kind of driven the race selection process. And this year was kind of a random-ish hodgepodge. I signed up for Javelina in January, so I knew that this would be my A race and like the big goal. And then I kind of like filled in the gaps, but I didn't, I don't don't feel like I raced a lot this year and I didn't really have much of a plan um, outside of this race. And he's kind of said he's hesitant to recommend races to individual athletes just because every race is different and people's goals are different. And like, I, I agree that, that it should be driven by, by the athlete, by the athlete, what by the you individual. Do, right? What exactly. do you want to work on? What are your, what, what, what do you aspire? And then your coach can say like, maybe running, you know, 200 Ks in three weeks is a bad idea. Like let's, <laughs> the, you know, look at it from that perspective of mm-hmm. like, how does this work from a, like, you know, training perspective and load and impact and stress and h- how to make a season be sustainable and successful as opposed to picking out the individual yeah. events, Individual. which I like. Yeah. How does communication work with you guys? Are you guys back and forth on a Google Excel and then doing some texting and calls once a month or what's the cadence like? Yeah, we use this thing, an app, I guess, website, an app called Training Peaks. Your Training Peaks? Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. It's That's predominantly how communication occurs. And usually I write you know, a short novel sometimes about a variety. I see these things are like nine paragraphs long. Well, I mean, we got the freaking race. (laughs) No, I really feel badly, but I use it though. You're good at expressing yourself. I don't know if training peaks is my finest work. Let me tell you what, it's often just stream of consciousness, like in between meetings, (laughs) I'm just like, like I saw a rabbit that looked so big. I thought it was a coyote. And then I had to poop and my legs (laughs) felt good. And like, it's, you know, often like that, it's like not my best work, but then, (laughs) but then I do after like a long run or a race, I also use it in 
largely for me, you know, as a journal and as a kind of way to get into these bigger ideas about what running means to me and mindset and goals and all of that. And I, it's, it's nice to have a forum for me to just put that out there. Yeah. And sometimes you I put feel more detail into training peaks than you do Strava. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh gosh. No, I'm just thinking if I put that much detail into Strava, people would think I was insane. <laughs> insane. <laughs> Which probably my coach does. Like for all I know, he's like, she is yeah, literally insane. I don't, he loves I, you. I don't know. He I don't, loves you. I don't know. I he's don't know. got to. Um, let's talk highs and lows yeah. ben, of this specific camp for Javelina. Yeah. Let's talk about, I'm assuming I know what the low is. And we don't have to dig back into the yeah. mountain, the mountain madness. But what's the high, would you say, over the past few months for you? I feel like I've had a, a couple highs. It's okay. been a, it's been an imperfect but really good training block. And I think there's been two runs that have stood out. And there's also, I think my other high has just been, I feel like I've gone all in. In terms of what that looks like at this particular moment in my life, I've I gone. Would, I mean, I would agree. Hundred percent, all in, and I've tried to do everything that I could. I never missed a run. I never missed a workout. I tried to never miss a monster walk you didn't or miss a mile. I tried not to. Yeah, I think. Yeah, to my coach's regret, I usually added on more miles that were uh, that were in training peaks, and that I'm really proud of that. And I think it takes. I don't know. It takes a lot of discipline. To it do takes that, discipline, but it also takes, I think in a weird way, it takes courage too. I think that in. Because you have no excuses now. You have no excuses, but I also think we live in a society, Western capitalistic society, okay. where something I've been thinking a lot about, like hobbies are looked at as something that are, they're secondary, right? And there's something you do for fun and you kind of, should be ready to drop them to do more important things like adult things like your job like work and that's what's really important um and i think it takes a little bit of courage to say no my quote-unquote hobby my passion how i like to think about it more so is really important and yeah i'll drop it to do work my job's also incredibly important and i'm a grown-up functioning adult but I'm going to I'm going to prioritize this thing and I'm going to make sacrifices for this thing that I'm not making money off of. It's not, you know, increasing my value to a corporation or to a capitalist society. It's like something I do just for me. It's my time. Um, and I think. I don't know. It's it's it, it's hard to do wow. that sometimes. I love that, dude. I've been thinking a lot. That's inspiring. Thinking to me. a lot about it. That was very stoic of you. <laughs> Thank you. I've been I've been thinking a lot about stoicism and it's true, bro. You know all of that. The capitalist society stuff. does fucking put pour so much sugar on the work. Well, because and it no wants one, you to be of of a productive, you know, work providing member of society yeah, and something. Right. And when you but that's spend so your arbitrary, time, right. right? Oh, totally. It's like totally being a good at your job unless you love it. Unless you're the lucky ones that love what you do. Doesn't really matter if you're good at your yeah. job, right? And but. something I think about a lot, and I've talked to my coach about, is like I feel like running makes me better at everything else I do in mm -hmm. my life. It makes me a better wife. It makes me a better friend. It makes me a better. It makes me way better at my job. Like if I don't run in the morning on Monday rest days, I'm just like, ugh, I'm all out of whack. I'm like grumpy. I can't focus. I like don't. I'm just like hungry. I'm like eating everything and feeling anxious. Like. Mm -hmm. 
and I get that run in and I can just I can get into the zone more easily. And the lessons I learn as a runner out there, um, you know, adversity, dealing with pain and hardship, pushing through to the other side, building community, building resilience, having faith in yourself like that trickles into everything. But I don't think we're quite yet. I don't know, in my experience in a world where that is kind of recognized or always valued on the same field. And so I definitely think there are probably people who see what I've what I've done and what I do and the choices I make as extreme or misguided. Um, but I don't really care. <laughs> so. you, know, you know what I had to say to those people? Fuck them. <laughs> you know. That's how I feel, dude. I'd also add on to that that if you're like a, if you're running a company, if you're a manager, if you're a CEO of a company, and the type of people that you want at your company are the type of people who can put in the work and the effort and the commitment it takes to throw down a hundred mile race, like that is a that is a that takes a lot of like mental strength mm-hmm. and stamina, and I think that is the kind of people that that you should be hiring and cherishing in a company. I think it's too bad that that oftentimes people see that as like a, oh, it's a hobby or whatever that it's not. It's a, it's a worldview. Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't feel supported. Like I have incredible coworkers who will be cheering me on and following me this weekend and have begged me for the tracking link. And like, I really do absolutely feel the love um, and feel really supported by coworkers, but it's just like more broadly. I think that it's, it can be, I feel what you're saying. And it takes bravery and courage to put it all out there too. Like you, like you've been, you've been more, um, vocal, I guess, for lack of a better word on your Instagram with this pursuit this year too, I think than you were before. I haven't deep dove in on your Instagram, but were you posting about running like this when you first started? It's pretty much become all about running, but I think that's also just the trajectory of my life. I guess I used to do other things, but, but yeah, so that was a real high of training. And then there were two runs. Like I said, I did this amazing run in Colorado called the four pass loop, which is, yeah, we have to, it was so awesome. So fun. It's a like popular backpacking trip. The way I did it, it was 33 miles, but it was almost 10 K gain in 33 miles, mm-hmm. which is that's my kind of run right there, baby. Legit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of power hiking, embrace power hiking, use poles for the first time. And I did it by myself and I was really nervous going in. Like I'm a, I'm still a bit of a nervous Nelly in the mountains around like thunderstorms and moose. Moose. Yeah. No (laughs) kidding. Um, I don't know. I just, it's not, it's not, I don't feel totally at ease or comfortable moving in the mountains yet. I think it's just because I, I don't have a super big depth of experience doing it and I hope to get there. And you know, it was the kind of thing where I'm like driving down a dirt road before sunrise to park my car to run a 33 mile loop and Edward is back at the cabin and there's, yeah, I have a garment in reach and I can definitely summon help, but there's no easy out, you know? Yeah, it's all you at that point. It's all me. There's no aid stations. I'm alone. That's I'm, a cool feeling, I think. It was, And it was, it was really so awesome to start nervous and then get out there and like just watch that all fall away and just do the doing and like be in it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I took away so much as a human being from just that one. I'm really not exaggerating. Like in some ways I'm more proud of that than any race or anything else I've done this year. Is that your favorite outing of 2022 then probably? I think, I think it might be because I went in scared and I did it and I left feeling really confident and calm. And I think that feels like, yeah, way 
a were, way more meaningful buzzing. achievement. You were race buzzing after that one, huh? It like, was, uh, yeah, it was awesome. And I, I just, I think I was talking, I like read in my Instagram post, like why I do this is not just to be a better athlete, but it's to be a better person and to have those runs or those races where you're like, these are, these are all the things I learned about myself. Like, this is how I can take this and be a better, bigger, more expansive, you know, person in my life. Those That's so rewarding because yeah. that's why I'm out there. And that was one of those runs that like really crystallized that for me. And I have moments like, I don't know, stressful meeting at work or just these little micro moments in my life where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this or I'm scared. And I, I like literally, I'm like, think of four pass loop Allegra. Like you can do yeah, this. It okay. sounds really corny, but it's like a no, version cool. of myself that I like try to pull out in these micro moments of stress oh. and anxiety in my life and that's i'm gonna be channeling four past allegra tomorrow <laughs> you know i, four I past am allegra. Too. come on <laughs> i'm like come on come girl on, get girl. out of there and let's do it but we absolutely got to do it it's such a fun adventure loop it is gorgeous it, just, it was just the best um and then i think my other highlight of this training cycle not i did not necessarily leave it with such um lofty expansive feelings um i felt a little more tired was running 40 miles around Golden Gate Park, which is yeah. like the home park. And this was kind of my big, my longest run in this training block. And I woke up that morning and I had, I, th I think I had 30 miles on the schedule, but I was kind of like, eh, I think I want to do 40. Why not? Um, <laughs> I knew my coach was out of pocket that weekend. So I was like, you know what? Wow. He won't see it until it's done. She's sneaking so around on you, Tyler. Do it. She's sneaking around and on you. It should also be noted that a lap around the park is about eight miles. Yeah. And so this is this is the park, the big park in San Francisco. So we live like, right by it. It's like five miles you did? I mean, sorry, f five loops? Yeah. Five loops. I mean, I some of the loops were a little funky. Like I, I joined in on a friend who was running. Um some loops as well, who's also running Javelina. I added in some hills. So it wasn't five of the exact same loops, but it was in general five loops around this park, which is where I started running. Like Golden Gate Park has a lot of meaning for me and my journey with running. It's oh, like yeah. where I do my daily runs. It's where I ran my first mile literally ever outside of like, I don't know when I was forced to in middle school or whatever. Um, and so that was a fun way to kind of cap off the training cycle with this triumphant I, it didn't feel that triumphant or probably looked that triumphant, but with this, uh, this looping of the park that has been like such a meaningful place in my running. And, um, that was fun and crazy and it was that a was good crazy, run. Yeah. And it was like, I did well and I, my body held up and it, it gave me some, some confidence and what's going to happen tomorrow. So. As a fan of yours, that was my fucking favorite thing I've ever seen in pop up on Strava. Dude. Well, actually I didn't even see a pop up. Carter sent me. Carter sent me the activity with the emoji with the two eyes. <laughs> Why? And then Why I, looked at, I was drinking. I was at a birthday party. I look at it. And I, I opened it up and it launches Strava. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it was a lot. But it was fun. Did Ted join you for a loop out there? Or was he bringing aid two to loops. you? Two loops. Okay. Yeah, well, we used our garages at aid station because we live like half a block Would you just cruise up and re-up and then go back in? Exactly. Were you carrying stuff or were you just getting a bunch of nutrition and water? I was carrying. In? I was trying to practice race-specific gear as much Did as you possible. you have your vest on then and Yeah, everything? so I was like running around the park in like trail running garb oh, yeah. and people were like, that. this is overkill. Like, what is this person doing? But I was, yeah, I was wearing... That takes courage to do that, bro. <laughs> yeah, to I'm look serious. like an idiot on a Saturday afternoon. It does. It does. It yes. does. Running has definitely... Yeah, made me look not my best in public places on multiple occasions. And that's been a good grow, growing experience for yeah. sure. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay, let's talk lows. What's yeah. been the lows? Is it the 
post mountain kind of iron crash for you or yeah, have there been other lows? Post mountain meltdown wasn't ideal. Um and I think the other but bounced back and learned a lot and like still, you know, would have gone and done that. And, you know, I'm thankful that there were no like longer, like that I didn't hurt myself or that I didn't have kind of like longer term physiological consequences. I got lucky. Um, I think the other, it's not really a low, but the other challenge, as we kind of talked about earlier, was just the balancing act of this training cycle and trying to, trying to get it all in. It, it, it's been sometimes a challenge and there have been some weeks and some days where I'm just like, I can't, like, I can't, I can't do it all. Um, and that's tough, but you, you got to just keep moving forward. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, last episode, two episodes ago, last episode, we had uh, Jerry's son, Brendan, he gave us a quote and said, you get a little bit better every day, Yeah. but you got to do it every day. Totally. I love that. Except for Mondays. <laughs> Except Mondays. <laughs> Mondays are about survival. God, yeah, exactly. you got to just get through Monday. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. Uh, on along those lines, another thing that I think a lot about is it's not about being um, consistently great. It's about being great at being consistent. Oh. Right? So if I have a workout, I feel like, you know, I have Did a Did you hear that quote or is that yours? It's not mine. And I don't know who said it, That's but a it's a one. really good one. That's a great one. And it helps because I feel like I'm not really great at speed workouts. Like it's not my favorite, like a long run running for six hours in some ways feels psychologically way easier That's for me than like yeah. a 13 mile workout with speed in it. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I struggle with that way, way more. And I feel like in part because of that mindset, don't always nail those workouts or leave feeling like, ugh, I didn't, I didn't get an A on this assignment kind of vibe, you know, like mm-hmm. this wasn't perfect. <laughs> the splits aren't perfect. It's not going to look great in training peaks. Like, ugh, but like that I remind myself, it's not about being consistently great. Like every workout doesn't have to be perfect. I was consistent. I, I did it and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to run again tomorrow yeah, and I'm run tomorrow, away the yeah. next day and I'll do it again next week. And like that is the most important thing. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, but it's like the same vibe. As nice the work. Quote yeah, you I just like gave that. Me. I like yeah. that. Um, okay. We're going to go with you on this one, Ted, but we'll let you percolate this time. We'll hit right. Allegra first. What's in your ears when you're out there? Are you a jam podcaster or are you kind of a purist? You know, mix of both I've been finding recently in that I usually will start in silence, especially on the trails. Um, and then I strategically use music to help mentally divert me when I'm hitting a low moment. Okay. Um, I find that really effective. It's just like not sophisticated music. It's just like pump up. Are you a jock, jam? Are you a jock jam gal? You know, that's you not. Were, you were giving me some I'm, jock jam I'm not on abo- Strava. I'm, I'm not above it. Let me tell you what. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Whatever it takes okay. is kind of my vibe. But, and maybe that's a jock jam. I'm, I'm are not. you listening to hype music mostly when you are musicking? Or are you yes. ever like folking and like trying oh, to no. sound out? No. Oh, no. You're going I'm to having town. someone pump me up. Okay. You're going to and, hype town. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then if I'm feeling better, I'll take it out. I really feel like it helps refocus my brain okay. and kind of get off the oh poor me i'm feeling pain track to yeah let's do this thing like, let's mode. recenter yeah okay. she so. wants just like some straight poppy hits yeah yeah you want the hits mm-hmm. yeah that's fine. That's yeah fine to want the or hits. like really bad like club remixes of the hits oh you little know? house music kind of ish kinda yeah but like but it's a remix of the hits house remix of the hits kinda it's a bit like maybe house is the wrong word like club remix mm. like <laughs> we're getting pumped up trying to go to the club Ted? okay mm-hmm. uh what's in your ears bud when you run around 
Oh, I'm well. I'm a big, you know, podcast listener. So yep. you know, I always got the uh, pre-race podcast. You get down on the PRP. Yeah, you know, that's I'm exclusive. That's exclusively when I listen to it. Appreciate that. And um, you know, it actually is really nice to listen to it when you're out there running because you know people are talking about running. They're talking about you know, like a lot of the uh, philosophy and all that. And sometimes you know, it's good when you're kind of digging deep. So I'm generally a if I'm on a long run, okay, I'll throw in a podcast, and it's kind of like something like this or maybe other running podcasts or just like really boring like history podcasts you like it you like to learn yeah. a little bit yeah okay just hardcore like, history yeah is that, a well, favorite. That, one's, that one's a real nerdy one that's a great podcast too. that one's perfect for all running because each episode's like 15 hours long <laughs> he's like oh i started the hardcore history on like medieval torture today yeah, during like, my long run and i'm like sounds i literally horrible. listened to one about torture for about 10 hours do you come like, do you come home and drop facts to her too oh yeah oh, oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i'm full of facts for sure like what i hear what i learned about torture yeah <laughs> And then, um, and then I'll throw in music if I'm just like on a shorter, just like end of day kind of run. Like post work, trying to get yeah. the workout in, get home before dinner. And I'll go in phases. Sometimes I'm just like, you know, no music at all in the ears for long periods of time. Generally, if I'm on a trail, I'm nothing. I don't listen to anything. I'm just there to be in nature and be part of that. Okay. Um, long run on roads, podcasts, short runs, music. A little music. And you're lapping, going for a lap of GGP down there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, we've already talked about your activity background. So PRP listenership, if this is the first time you've heard from Allegra, roll the tape back to season one. I'm pretty sure it's episode 12. Wow. Look at you. I think now that I've thought about That's it. Really so if you want to learn more about her as a kiddo, go back there. Um, let's move on to the next. I'm going to let Edward percolate on this because Allegra's kind of already talked about this, but don't be afraid to okay. double down here. We're going to start getting a little bit vulnerable. All right. Allegra, what inspires you to run? Why do you love this so much? Yeah, that's, you know, that's the question, isn't it? I think I, yeah, like I've said, I'm inspired to run because it teaches me things about who I am and who I can be that I don't feel like I can learn in any other place in my life. I mean, it largely teaches me that I am I can be more than I ever thought I could be. And that's really, really incredible. It's changed my life. It changes my life every day, you know? Um, and I also run, I've been thinking a lot about connecting my why with running to something outside of just myself, because I think that's important and that's powerful and that will enable me to keep, keep going. running for, mm-hmm. for longer and doing this more effectively. I think kind of tying yourself to a broader purpose is important. And I think I also run and I I feel weird even talking about this because it sounds arrogant in some ways, but I also run because I want to help other people realize that they too can be bigger and better and more expansive versions of themselves that they ever thought that they could be and that it's okay to go all in on something that's a hobby or a passion. And maybe when you do go all in on something, you'll discover things about yourself that just kind of blow your mind and change your life. And if I could motivate one other person to have that kind of experience, like that would make this all worthwhile. And so I'm, I'm hesitant to say I run to be an example to other people because that's arrogant. And I, I, I don't think I, I do well at that, but I, I don't know. I would, I'm hopeful that maybe what I do would 
motivate somebody else to explore that side of themselves. Yeah, I think it will. I don't know. I think it has already. I don't know. I think know. I've gotten feedback directly from people who've been on the podcast. It means a lot. About you specifically. It means it means so much. So I think to you're wor- I think you're working your way down that path. It's just that's that's a big that's the why, yeah. right? It's yeah. about all of us becoming kind of the best people we can be in mm-hmm. the world and mm-hmm. if the world's full of people who are, you know, feel powerful and strong and ha- believe in themselves like and, those empower others exactly yeah. like those are the people who make positive change it yeah. sounds so corny but like i tried to true that's like, the only way we have a chance that's to how stay. it happens yeah. that's how and right yeah i think running can be a force for good outside of itself and i'm i'm kind of leaning into that more wow what a world who would have thought you guys would have been at this point you know like I, I think about what i thought about running before i started running oh yeah and i thought running was such a joke totally yeah. I just thought like it was such needless a torture that people <laughs> inflicted on themselves. I was—I like, just remember being in the athletic uh, trainer room at my university, and I was all—I would just always bust the cross country boys' balls, dude. Always. Hey, well, you know, how far are you going today? Oh, you guys are crazy. Yeah. And now here we are. Life yeah. is life is weird, man. Yeah. All right, Ted, you're up on this one, bro. What yeah. inspires you to run? I mean, how am I supposed to follow up? That was—that <laughs> was a freaking mic drop, dude. Jeez. <laughs> we'll let you go first from here on out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I think my big inspiration is like, I think it's kind of to that point where it's like, I am oftentimes still very shocked that I, I am a runner and that I do run and that like, I can go and put down more miles that like, like I can just stand up right now and just go run, you know, a better part of an ultra or something like that. And it's, it's a kind of insane idea to me still. Um, even when I'm out there sometimes I'm like, wow, like I'm just out here on my two feet and, and doing this and it's really cool. The, I think what inspires me too is just like physically just feel better than I ever have in my whole life. And it's grown and changed a lot in a way where I use it as a tool in my life. Sometimes I'm like feeling stressed and I'll go for a run and it'll just help me deal with that. Or if I'm like solving a problem or like I'm stuck on something, I'll go on a run and that'll solve it. I always feel, I always feel better after a run. You know, it's like, Oftentimes the hardest thing is getting your shoes on, but you never, I've never finished a run. I've been like, oh, I'm, I, I wish I didn't do that. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, never, right? Never happened. Never. <laughs> never have I ever. No. And I, I don't think, know. I feel like I'm maybe once or twice. <laughs> well, it's because you only take one day a month off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe so. But it's just like, it's such a, like, it's like kind of a, um, it's like kind of a meditative practice in a lot, in a lot of ways. Okay. And just like helps you mentally. And it just, it becomes a tool that you get to use in your life. And that's pretty powerful. Yeah. I think it's just so cool that, I think we talked about this a little bit the first time you joined, but for you guys' experience, I think you guys have each individually found something with it that you use on your own. But then the fact that you guys discovered it together. Yeah. That's fucking cool, man. You guys' like trajectory has been similar and like we've all we you two have learned about it, gotten ingrained with it, fallen in love with it, all in sync with each other, but in your own ways. It's true. That's such a nice way of putting it cuz we literally decided together that we would start Mm-hmm. Chasing, chasing that bus, right? Yeah, yeah. and it, and it <laughs> yeah, literally chasing an actual bus. Uh, that that was the that was the genesis, but it has I do think it, yeah, it means slightly different things to each of us. And we do it for different reasons. Like I think I'm definitely more excited by racing right now and excited by being a competitor, again, a friendly competitor and a competitor who is 
primarily interested in bettering herself as a human being, but also if I can be on the podium, that would be awesome. Yeah, exactly. You know, like that's exciting yeah. to me. And, and Ted's on a little bit different level. And he's like totally on a fine. different, and it's awesome, but like it's awesome. And yeah. running is so beautiful because you can take what you want from it and it can mean radically different things to rat to different yeah. people and you can totally make it your own. Yeah. It's so and, cool. And the fact that you guys aren't the, the, you know, exact same as each other, I think almost enables each of you to be stronger. Like his totally. Zen energy while yep. you're all jazzed up is going to help you. Yeah. And then maybe your jazzed up energy when he's being Zen is going to help him go, you know, push a little harder too. Absolutely. So a give and take. Yeah. We used to run together a lot and then now she runs too far and too fast for me. Mm -hmm. So Yep. Now, now I just lower we down. We still run together sometimes. sometimes. We do. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I love it. Okay. We're going to transition here a little bit. We're going to talk about that beautiful, beautiful running community that we all love so very much. And now it's time to talk about Strava. 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 Oh, I really like Strava. Oh, thanks, Jake. So do I. Uh, Strava. We talked last time about it. Yeah. But let's do it again. Yeah. Why not? Love talking about Strava. Yeah. Let's go you first, Allegra. You like Strava? I do. Okay. I think. I think in, in general... I do. It's a net positive for you. Yes, because it's enabled me to connect with other people. Yeah. That's been the biggest mm -hmm. benefit. Like connect with people in real life yeah. has been the biggest positive. Is there anything you don't like about Strava? Yeah, the pressure of having everything being public and feeling like uh, it's my easy run. But if I am running, you know, this pace, people are going to think I'm really slow. And I know that's all in my head, A, because no one cares and no one is like analyzing my Strava in that kind of detail or mm -hmm. looking at it with that kind of scrutiny. But I do think that the pressure to make things look a certain way to the outside world, like, oh, I'm my easy pace is 740, like every easy run that I do. And sometimes it is, but sometimes it's 910. And I like Strava can make it a little bit tricky for me to be totally chill with that. Okay. And so you fall into that trap a little bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Or or I have that easy run that feels slower because it's just a day where it's easy pace feels slower. And I feel like I need to justify why I was slower. Like, oh, I'm, I was really tired today, guys. Yeah. Like, that's why I was slow. Um, and I don't love that side of myself. I don't want to be an exhibitionist like yeah. that. And I also like the value of my training it's like highly unique and individual and it, it doesn't matter what other people think about the numbers Absolutely, um, dude. and so I think in general I shake that pretty well but I do sometimes fall find myself falling into that trap and I think you also like just with any social media thing it's like if you fill your feed with professionals and you gotta be careful with that yeah shit. you gotta like also make sure you're just like looking at real people that and that's what i love most just like real people my friends my buds out there like mm -hmm. getting it done like mm -hmm. i want to cheer them on i want to support them in their daily grind and i know that that's what people want to do for me so as long as i stay rooted there and i'm not like oh my easy pace is slower than professional runner xyz yeah i suck mm -hmm. i like well, it i got some feedback for you there first piece is we talked about this a little bit last episode, and it's funny when you think about it, but we all fall into this trap sometimes thinking, like, people pay more attention to us than they actually do. Always. I know. Like, we think the world revolves around us. Absolutely. No one cares what your pace is, bro. Literally yeah. no one cares. Literally no one. I know. And then the second thing I'll tell you, I mean, I might be a little biased, a little impartial, but, like, when you pop up on my Strava feed, I'm not looking at any of your stats, dude. I'm yeah. just happy that you went out there. I look at your pictures. Yep. 
I looked to see if you were with Ted. Yep. I looked to see what time you did it. And I envisioned like, oh, she must be busy this weekend or something. Like, that's all that's happening. And I do the same thing with Mm -hmm. my friends, too. That's all that's happening. I totally, yeah. And that's like how I perceive others through the pot. And I want to use it to, yeah, like support them and just getting out there and doing mm-hmm. whatever they're doing and i don't really care about the specifics of what they're doing no you know no because it's so true and i think it's a good exercise to practice quieting that voice yes. and like tamping that that part of you down um Kras, the old crass yeah just that <laughs> really kind of yeah neurotic <laughs> overachiever just but overall up. but overall for you it's net positive yeah you like the community part you like seeing your buds for sure i mean we're connected through strava folks that are kind of part of our crew team out there tomorrow we were strava able to does. like we met at a race but we were able to like connect through strava and those real life relationships are so awesome and the i love it that it's like also like i've never seen on one of my runs or like runs of friends or people that I follow, someone being like, you suck or that run sucks or do yeah, better next time. Negative, huh? It's all, po- it's all people I've never there. Seen a negativity. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. We never talked about that on the PRP. There's no haters on Strava. There's no, and no. if they are like, thankfully I haven't seen them and that I think would if they, be horrible. If there were haters on Strava, I think everyone would gang up on them. Would shut them down. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, most most places of the internet or social media like or that. other forums where you're like putting yourself out there. I also think running is like, there's something kind of vulnerable about putting every run out there mm-hmm. in some ways. There is. And um, I think it's really awesome that it's like a, in general, like a support, positive, positive feedback. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Ted, what about you, bud? Yeah. I mean, I think my number one is that is the, it's a, to- it's the like only completely positive social network that I know of. Yep. And it's really powerful and that can't be like understated. Um, my feelings towards Strava have sort of changed a bit. I think they may even changed since last time that I talked about this on this podcast. Okay. And it was somewhat inspired by this podcast. I think it was one with uh, maybe Lindsay. Shout out to Lindsay. Shout out to Lindsay, bro. What was oh, she yeah. saying? And I think, um, I think she's talking about how following like different people that she gets really inspired by the people that are not pro athletes on there. And it's something that I like. She took away from there because I had slowly just like acquired, like a bunch of like pro athletes and stuff I follow, and they're all like doing some kind of big stuff somewhere. They're all in like Chamonix or something like that, <laughs> and like throwing down yes. thirty miles with like six minute miles, and you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then I just kind of unfollowed a bunch of them, and the only people I follow are like either people that I generally like know in real life in some way, and they're all just doing stuff, mm-hmm. and I love it. I love seeing that. You know, they're just like somebody, and, it, and for me, when I see it, it's just like they got out there, yep. and that's cool. Yep. And it's people locally, it's cool to see kind of different routes and different places people are going, and their photos, and all that. And it's not about like just like training and being perfect, and it's just like a purely inspirational but not cheesy social network. Yeah. And I've really come to really like that part of it. Wow, this is the best Strava segment in PRP history, I think, too. Whoa. We're, we're really shooting to get you a Strava I know. sponsorship. I know. Yeah. We need one. Please. We need one. Um, okay, let's switch gears a little bit. We're going to freaking, we're going to make her get vulnerable, Ted. You ready, bro? I'm ready. Are you ready? Allegra, are you ready? I guess so. Okay, here we go. Now it's time to get vulnerable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. It's heating up in the desert. Oh, <laughs> Allegra, tell us. 
What's your goal tomorrow? Oh, this is not a question I want to answer. Yeah, I know. This is, there's a lot. To, there's kind of a lot to unpack here. This is not not the question. Let's go. Just let's go A B C D. Yeah. You know? Let's break it up. Okay. So my overarching goal is to finish 100 miles. It's a brand new distance, and that I I need to not lose sight of the fact that that in and of itself is a massive accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Doing the distance. It's a whole ultra marathon further than you've ever run before. It is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's like totally uncharted territory. Um, so I think I'm going to take this opportunity to remind myself yet again that the ultimate goal is to to finish and to. I'm not going to say finish and have fun because there's going to be a lot of suffering. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, it's going to be really hard, but to finish in a way that, yeah, I feel proud of myself, um, to be kind to others out there, to show gratitude, to run with a sense of greater purpose and connection to others and to not forget about that. Um, and to do my best to get through the pain and the suffering as best I can to separate myself from pain and suffering and just keep moving forward. Um, I think kind of specifically drilling into time goals in general, I would like to run under 20 hours. I have other numbers floating around in my head, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to say them on this podcast in part because it feels so unknown to me and something that, I know to be true about any ultra, but I think particularly a hundred mile distance is there's so many things outside of your control that mm-hmm. could go wrong or could go right. That could lead to a really great day or a not so great day. I feel like I'm fit enough to run sub 20, but the big question mark is, will I have the day where things come together that enabled me to run hours faster? I just don't know. And I don't want to go in with the pressure that if it's not X time, then it's a failure. And that's hard for me because I like having specific ABC mm-hmm. goals in terms mm-hmm. of time and hours. And I kind of have like this big, more broader philosophical goal finish, think about, you know, these bigger topics. And then this just one sub 20 would be great on okay. a good day. And I'm going to leave it open at that because I just, I could just, I don't know, tie myself in knots with Yeah, let's not put pressure. too much pressure on yourself, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah. But, and I think, and anything's, anything's possible. Hopefully it will be a really good day. And I think I'm capable of it's gonna be a good having day, no a great, what, yeah, but. I think I'm capable of, of having, having some, some good things happen. But if they don't, I'm trying to remind myself, it's not a reflection of the work I've put in. It doesn't invalidate the work I've put in. It's not a reflection of my fitness. It's not a reflection of how awesome of a job my crew did out there it's not a reflection of I mean, it might thank be. god thank god <laughs> it might be if we really mess up it might be a reflection you guys have a crew guide so you're not gonna mess up we know no messing up i but got like, answers to everything yep. you know yeah so like not making this like a personal moral you know i'm glad failing. to hear i'm glad to hear that you're here at this i stage, i'm bro. really trying to be okay. you know and should, i think and the more i tell this to myself and others the more i believe it because yeah if for someone who tends on the scale towards perfectionism and kind of trying to achieve at the highest level. Mm-hmm. I, I want to achieve at the highest level and yep. I put in a lot, put in a lot of work. I and, mean, and everyone sacri- towing, you, sa- you sacrifice, I mean, sacrifices, but everyone towing out 
towing the line out there tomorrow has made sacrifices and put in the work and deserves to have an awesome day. It's not just me and not everyone's going to have an awesome day. And another thing that I think about is if I have an amazing day this race, there will be another race where I have a horrible day. It happens to all of us. There will be DNFs. There will be injuries. There will be races where things just explode in your face. There will be things that go wrong. And that's as much a it's part, part of, of the sport. it's part of the sport. And I also think that that's where the real personal growth happens. Oh yeah. It's easy to, you know, leave your best day ever being like, and I learned about how to push through suffering and I learned all this, like that's easy, you know? And yeah, you definitely still grow and it's still hard as hell, but what's way harder is to come out of a bad day and pick yourself up mm-hmm. off the ground and say, this is how I learned and this is how I grew and I still love myself and I still value myself and I'm going to just keep on keeping on and I'm not going to punish myself. I'm not going to beat myself up. That's way harder. And having the opportunity for me to practice that is really important. And part of why I do this, like, ugh, it's going to be painful. It's going to suck when that happens, whether that's tomorrow or whether that's the next race or the race after that. But that's going to be where real growth as a human being for me happens. Wow, I'm, pr- so I'm proud of you. what separates the amateurs from the pros is being able to like just compartmentalize it and just show up the next day yeah. and perform. And just like keep putting in the work and not, yeah, flagellating yourself into a stress, mm-hmm. stress fracture or into another poor yeah. performance. And mm-hmm. so I got to be prepared for that to inevitably happen at some point. And good for you. I don't know. I'm, I'm proud trying. of you, man. I'm proud Thanks. of you for this mindset, dude. I'm, try- I'm trying this. really hard. Hold on to it, dude. You're yeah. in the right spot with this. Yeah. Um, has your goal changed since you first started training for Javelina? Yes. Okay. How? I think that I have become more confident in my ability to run a good race. Okay. If things come together on the day. Okay. So, yeah. So things are moving in the right direction yeah. for you. I'm feeling pretty, yeah. You're, bol- you're bolstering a, a bit of confidence here. I am. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Love to hear it. Um, <laughs> what are you most worried about tomorrow? Oh, God. <laughs> um, I am. <sighs> a big old burning star up in the sky? You yeah. About, you know, I'm or? not I'm not as worried about the heat because I've been doing sauna heat training vigilantly and as instructed for multiple weeks. And I have faith that that will carry me through and I have a very stylish bucket hat and ice bandana. Oh, you got the swaggy bucky. Always. Yeah. I've been rocking the bucket hat. Okay, not since Jim Walmsley made them cool, but I was an early adopter after Jim Walmsley made okay. them cool. Okay. And um and I the race I ran in July had some really hot moments and I was also sauning and had the same kind of gear and I felt totally fine. And so I'm not my feathers are not ruffled by the heat. It's also looking like in my mind, I was like above 90, that would freak me out a little bit. Like that's really hot, but it looks like it's going to be low 80s. So that feels super manageable, hot, but I'm, I'm confident. Um, I'm worried about just what the last 40 unknown miles are going to, well, I'm excited yeah. and I'm super nervous and worried because they're inevitably going to be problems and problems to solve and situations to find my way out of that I've never encountered before. And I just hope I can do it with strength and grit and as much positivity and resilience as possible. Um, So yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about the great 
unknown. But on the flip side, like that's why I'm doing about, this. I'm yeah. excited. Like, like you were nervous about your your four passes loop, and then totally. Yeah, you yeah. got enough tools in the tool belt, bro. I think so. It'll I think good. yeah, and inevitably, I know they'll like the plan will go out the window. Mistakes will be made. I'll finish even if I have the best day. I'll be like, here's all the things that I want to do differently or better next time. Like that's always also why we do this because you're always always learning, always a student of the sport. Um. But yeah, there's just a big old question mark in my mind for yeah. mile 60 to 100. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's go solve that. Let's go solve yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Mark right. I, ha- I have the best team on earth to, to help me get there. We're so. ready. We're rocking. Yeah, you guys um, totally are. All right, Ted, we learned from our mistakes last time. So we're going to let you go first on this one. All right. Perfect. So you don't have to follow her <laughs> up. Um, what's next for you? It's a dual pointed question I kind of like to talk about. We've already talked. You got a 50 miler coming up at the end of this year, but. Mm-hmm. Race-wise, what's next? And then I also kind of like to open this up like big picture, big bucket list items you got yeah. on, on the docket. What do, you, what do you got for us? So this 50-miler that's coming up that we talked about earlier is really actually just a checkbox to get myself in a position where I can apply for the Tahoe 100. Okay. And I also want to throw my name on the Leadville 100. Now, that will Hell be— yeah. That'll mm-hmm. be a tough one because there's going to be me and the other, you know, 50,000 people on our on the wait list there. Yep. But you never know. You got to start somewhere, right? You got to start putting in, you know, the more you do it, you know, yep. the more chance you have. Uh, so those are my two I've singled out as 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 ones that I, I'm like sort of looking at. But you want to run think, 100 miles next year. I think it's I a big run, deal. I want to run 100 miles. It's a big I mean, deal. I'll, maybe I'll take a look at Allegra on mile uh, 90. <laughs> and, and reassess. Right and reassess now, that he wants idea. to run 100 sure. miles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to do it in a setting that is like kind of inspirational and like a real journey through it. I mean, something that's uh, like a good program, but a journey through mountains. Yeah, that's be really fun. You and I kind of jive in that space. Yeah, we were kind of making we weren't making fun of you, Allegra. It's but fine. We were just like, man, twenty mile Loops loop in the desert. the desert. We were like, yeah. I don't know. That's our yeah, cup yeah. of tea, and that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if it's my cup of tea, man. I think it is. But here we are. I think this. I think this shit is your cup of tea. <laughs> See, Allegra is fast. I yep. think. I think. Uh, I think Havelina is for people that are fast. I think it, like it, it plays to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Where I'm not like the speediest guy around, and so, um, but I want to just like kind of keep trucking, and. I think that it's like going on the journey is a kind of part of like the nature part is really is really big for me. So yep. Okay. Yeah. There you go. It's a good answer, bro. You should have gone second on this one. God damn it. We messed it up. <laughs> uh, Allegra, same question for you. Yeah, it's a great question because I don't really have a twenty twenty three season planned okay. out. Okay. In part, I wanted to see how this went. It felt really yeah, smart. Like I was jumping the gun to sign up for another hundred mile race before I, you know, ran a hundred mm-hmm. mile race. Um I feel like it's a distance that could play well to my strengths. I do think that I have the capacity for like ultra endurance events that could serve me really well. Or I could run this and be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I doubt that I, that this would be my first and last hundred miler, but I kind of wanted to see. And um, before I planned out next year, but yeah, I don't know. I'd like to race some more 100Ks. I feel like it's been fun to kind of keep dialing in that distance. It's long, but it feels like it's getting a little more controllable and really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd, li- I'd like to find some good 100Ks where I could potentially be competitive. Tushers? Yeah, maybe we make that happen please, next year. Please. That would be really fun. I'm going again, so please, yeah. bro. I would love to get in a life situation one day where I could 
you know, spend summers doing mountain running and then come back to the Bay Area for the winter. This is my ultimate dream mm -hmm. life. Um, <laughs> just putting it out there. The you dream, know? baby. Yeah, Putting it out there. Mm -hmm. um, but I think even though I don't have race specifics dialed in for next year, I really want to continue going all in on this and seeing what I can do and how far I can go and how competitive I can be. I am feeling very motivated to be a competitor as much as I am physically capable of um, over the next like three to five years. Wow. So amazing. Yeah. So more of the same for you pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, I think so. That's yeah. exciting. With some fun adventures with friends always thrown in there. Like yeah. I would like to do more like we've been talking about a rim to rim to rim. Like we got to make that happen. Doing a I mean, adventure I'm, for a pass loop. Yeah, I'm doing rim to rim to rim this winter. So I'm going to, I'm going to schedule it after you guys' honeymoon. So okay. I hope that okay. you guys can make it happen. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk offline. Let's okay. get those deets. Okay. Cause I got to like start, I want, I want to start doing that stuff and also, yeah, lean into the community and not just become this isolated neurotic. Yeah. Find a way, <laughs> find a way, have a foot in the community with it too. Absolutely. Yeah. Do some kind of like running check boxes too. Like, you know, while you're, you know, you know, there's like something to being super fit at yeah. this point in time. So you can go do some kind of crazy fun things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Ted will, Cue this one up for you first again. Uh, last vulnerable question of the pod. Here we go. Advice for someone, maybe running curious, maybe just getting into running. What would it be and why? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think that it is a, I think it's definitely a part that gives back as much as you put into it. Mm. And it is, and the, the truth of it is you don't need to put in a lot to get a lot back. And, you know, we say we talk about like 100 miles and, you know, it's a crazy number. And you don't got to go run 100 miles. If you ran five miles, you know, a few times a week, you get a lot out of that. And I think that it's um, my advice for people is like the number one thing I always tell people that are like, oh, you know, I started running and I'm going to try to do a half marathon or do a marathon or something like that. And they're struggling with it. And it's like the, the beginning running really sucks. But I say Go slow. Run. That's really slow. good advice That's for great. all runners, new and current. The it's great advice. It was like I think the number one thing that like changed my world in running is that when I first started, we're just kind of like bumbling around the park. You know, I'd make it like between like two stoplights. I'm dying and wheezing, <laughs> mm -hmm. and you know, just like oh, it's so hard. You know, it was just like these like you know going a couple hundred feet, and then. I one day was, you know, running. I had this vision in my mind of what running looks like. And I was trying to do that. And I saw this guy that looked really fit. And he was running really slow, slower than I was. And I was like, I can run that slow. <laughs> Hell yeah, you can. I was like, this really fit person can. I can do this. Mm -hmm. And I started just going slower and allowing it. And it just changed everything. Yeah. You start going longer. And it's, it's, it's how you fall in love with the sport. It really is. Allegra. That's that was really solid advice from Ted. He's, Zone one is hot right well, now. Ted Ted stepped up and just knocked these first two these yeah. last two out of the freaking Whoa. Whoa. What happened here? <laughs> yeah. Jump, jumping on that zone wait one. Wait till train. you give him wait until you give him five milligrams and then he'll really start hitting on that. <laughs> That's because you guys have had two beers. Two, oh my god, that two beer wisdom. God. <laughs> God. What would you say though to newbies? Because you two were you two were just on that doorstep not long ago, man. Not that long ago. Yeah, I would say, you know, keep on pushing through. 
Like you got it. You got to get through the initial hard phase and then truly anything is possible. Like if I can do what I'm doing, people ask me all the time, how, how are you doing it? How are you running a hundred miles? And I'm literally like anyone could do it. Mm-hmm. I, there's nothing special about me. I have no unique athletic ability or athletic history or interest in athletics that preceded my doing this. Um, so I think once you're able to kind of push through that initial, like this sucks, this is really hard. Like getting fit is, is hard. Um, anything, literally anything is possible. Um, and living in that place of possibility and using running as a tool to become a person that like you never, ever thought you could be is like, in my mind, that's the greatest gift that running could give you. And it's so worth all the pain and the blisters and the early morning wake ups and the, you know, pooping in the woods and all that stuff. Like it's, it's worth it, I guess, is my advice. Like it is worth it if you open yourself up to like the possibilities of the sport. Wow. Amazing. Let's just leave it at that. Boom. Yeah. You guys are just, (laughs) just dropping it on me today. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. Two light little sections before we wrap this thing up. Here we go. What's the plan for the big race weekend? What's the plan? What's the plan? Is that your favorite? Or do you like the drip one more? I like the drip one. This one I like that favorite. one. What's the plan for the big race weekend? This one just What's hits, bro. Plan? Yeah. What's the plan? So and we're kind of in this right now. <laughs> yeah, you guys. We're fucking, this we're is happening. We're in the weekend. We're in the weekend. We're in the weekend. The plan is unrolling. Yeah, so as we speak. I, I flew in yesterday. Y'all flew in yesterday. Yep. We did the grocery shopping. Yep. We got the rental car. We're at the Airbnb. Yep. We woke up. You did a shakeout run. Yep. We went to packet pickup, which kind of collectively blew our little newbie minds yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we were like, what? Where are we? Yeah. We're, we're not new to the ultra scene, but we're definitely new to the ultra scene at this level, level. and this yeah. scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're here with microphones in vases. <laughs> neoclassical yeah. in vases. <laughs> this is a neoclassical <laughs> podcast yeah. with bananas. Yeah, um, in the desert. Great. So, Allegra, walk us through the plans for the rest of the weekend here. Yeah. So, after this, we're probably going to take some chill chill time mm-hmm. i'm gonna have a 6 p.m dinner of white rice roasted sweet potatoes and chicken thighs delicious and we have a we have something a little more fun you do the boys are going a little bit harder the than boys that. are going harder. i off, i offered it up to the group and people are like wow as flavorful and exciting to the palate as that meal sounds we will pursue another option okay the boys are having ted's famous spaghetti carbonara mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is i'm pretty pretty jealous it's really good but i'm just gonna i'm gonna lay off the bacon that's gonna um, be rough for you to smell the bacon sorry about that dude i mean they'll probably i'll probably eat a little bacon a little bit a little. Okay. she'll be in bed already <laughs> <laughs> that's right i might i might but i'm kind of thinking and then my mom's rolling in third member Shout of out the to crew Sarah. team yep. sarah's rolling in um landing here soon and I think while you guys are enjoying your spaghetti, I'm going to be going through my, my crew guide okay. and kind of demonstrating, you know, what I've put in. I basically have a bag packed for each loop. It's amazing. Which is like labeled. There's like kind of different scenarios of what might happen. And so there are bags within bags. It should be all really straightforward. This sounds more compl- complex than it is, but we're kind of going to go over the general plan. Like here's what we're packing. Here's where things are. This is the general vibe. We haven't even really gone too deep into the level of plan of this weekend that has been planned out here. It's it's like a little intimidating, dude. It's very intimidating. I'm it's, never going to live this down. It's intense. I mean, we have a... The itinerary came, but then the race packet came. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
There was an itinerary that was a very long email. You guys didn't read it. <laughs> I read it. I read through it. I've read everything you sent. <laughs> I skimmed it. And I listened. Dad reads nothing. <laughs> he reads nothing that I send. Well, because she, she tells it to me also. Yeah. He's firsthand. So but he's I allowed. tell it to him while he's like wordling or drinking scotch while doing the crossword. That's and why, I that's just. That's why he's on the best. That's, yeah, just, that's when he's going to absorb the best. Sponge. Is, he is a sponge. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he is that of a sponge. Oh but my yeah, God. you're right, Ted. This is we're. I mean, the logistics and the level of planning here are high. We were handed a tome that was all that was not only emailed to us, but it was also printed and bound. <laughs> it was not bound; it's paper clipped. Same difference. Good lord! And it is highlighted. There's high, three colors of highlighter that are color coordinating to different things in it that outline every moment of this race. <laughs> it outlines, you know, everything that might possibly happen, all different scenarios. The level of sodium that needs to be intake during these times. What we have to do. I think the biggest <laughs> section of this is the things that have that we have to do while she is running. I know that is the biggest section, and it's, and it's also done in such a way where there is check boxes, I love so that, we can though. bring it's a, a proper pen. checklist. I, I brought pens, so yeah. we can check those boxes <laughs> as we go down. I'm excited about it. I mean, we make fun of you, but I'd rather have this than not enough information. Dose. Thank you. When she gets so. to the end, she gets to grade our packet. Yeah, yeah, please. And we'll, yeah, we have oh it. Oh my God. We, did on it. we need some notes. As I say in section one of the packet, which is called Key, key Facts. Key facts. <laughs> Hashtag Key Facts at the top. Key Facts. The last <laughs> bullet point of Key Facts is plan for the plan to go out the window in later miles. So okay. it's like. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what happens all the time. We have a plan and the plan is probably going to become useless at some point, but at least we have this as a starting point. Okay. And it's all in writing in case you forget, in case... You know the the alcohols flow in, and you can just you can just. I have it. a reference point. That's remember. all I need. I have a north star. Exactly. That's all I need. Exactly. Um. So what time are we gonna wake up in the morning? What time are you gonna wake up? I'm gonna probably wake up around four. Okay. Just a normal. Race starts at six. Normal morning. Yeah, race starts at six. Maybe a little earlier than four. What oh. are you gonna What are you gonna eat? I'm probably just gonna toast up an English muff. Okay. And a banana. Yes. And a little I'm, peanut butter on there. Maybe a little. On the muffin or the nanner. I think I'm gonna do muffin. PB Nanner. You sort of an Elvis sandwich, right? Yeah. 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 He yeah. went bacon though. Mm. He was a PB and J bacon guy. Mm. No Nanner. I could just throw in some race. We could save bacon. her a piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From the carbonara. Are you, uh, <laughs> have you taken Stephanie's advice from the PRP and have you started cutting the bananas vertically versus horizontally so they'll fit on the English muffin better? Oh, wow. Let me do that for you tomorrow morning. Yeah. That sounds Let like. Let me craft that up. I love that. Things are going to come together a little bit better for I'm you. I'm going to have a gorgeous mm -hmm. English muffin in Would the morning. Would you prefer open-faced or sandwich? Open-faced, yeah. please. So that's, that actually gets you more nanner. Yeah, I love it. It's going to raise the nana, nanner ratio. Nanner ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which okay. is key because that's carbs. <laughs> it's key. It's super What's key. your ideal nanner ripeness? Are these looking good? These are looking great. Okay. These are looking great. So you're a purist. Perfect. These are actually a little bit riper than purists. You know, I would say I would, in general, tend towards maybe the slightly less ripened, but I'm feeling really great. You're okay with this? this? Oh, I'm feeling so good about it. we can go to the store. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, there's like a store 75 miles yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. There's, you know, 20,000 houses here and one Circle K for your grocery Fuck shopping you know. needs 40 minutes away. But um, yeah, we're fine. Any coffee in the morning? One cup of coffee. One cup to yep. help Code Brown? Or does Code Brown happen? You're up 
and running so early. Yeah, morning. are you like, shitting before all these runs? <laughs> I am. Wow, like clockwork. That doesn't guarantee. You set your watch by her. Uh, <laughs> movement in the morning. Are you shitting nice. before you do anything, or do you do a couple things and then no, shit? No, it's the first thing of the day. Wow, so you're converting ten out of ten, hundred percent of the time. Yeah, that doesn't guarantee that. You know, well, you my run is that it's one and done. So are you single deucing, double deucing? I'm. I just. It depends on the day. Okay. You know, I think. I think that I'm a little concerned about just like the nerves tomorrow and the effects on my stomach. But I'm not gonna freak out if I need to duck into a porta potty on the first loop. If anything, something I learned from my last hundred k, it'll slow me down a little bit, and that will pay dividends in later miles. I'm yeah. Not gonna like tweak. Um, but I'm going to do coffee. I've been doing a caffeine taper this week, which has been brutal. Like yeah. I've just been drinking one cup of coffee in the morning instead of is that 11. A yeah. yeah. <laughs> instead of, yeah. Is that to allow the caffeine to hit harder on race day? Or yeah. What's and to sleep better at night. Oh, I okay. think both like, okay. Yeah. But I, yeah, I do feel like the fact that I wake up at 4am on Mondays through Thursdays, really. Friday, I wake up a little bit later. It's like right in your zone. Right it's now, good. Though. Like this isn't an early morning. It's a normal. I'll do. I'll do my monster walks. I even I'll think drink about my that coffee. Too. You're a machine. And but it, I, that will that will benefit me. So well, we'll do all that. We got some coffee for you. Yeah, banana coffee. Yeah. I'm so excited. Banana flavored. I mean, maybe banana if you have it, if you've never drank in that coffee, I'm really excited. Maybe don't rip it up. Before race day, maybe go with maybe let's go trusty. Go to we'll do trusty, but I'm really excited to try it on Sunday because I've been seeing reviews of people who've been people on the are podcast loving it. and people are into it. People are loving the Nanner coffee and and I'm I fucking like thrilled. banana flavored things like banana laffy taffy. Oh, so good. Banana runs. Oh, I banana. don't like runs. Wait, banana run is the OG synthetic banana flavor. It is. It really I, is. I have respect all, for that, but I don't like that. Synthetic bathers were modeled after banana. <laughs> I mean, that's iconic, but I, yeah. This yeah. thing, this has electrolytes in it, though. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. So it's I'm both super a, intrigued. It's both dehydrating and hydrating at the same time. Correct. So it's wow. net zero. <laughs> it's net zero. It's a net zero cop. That's pretty <laughs> like, cool. No, sorry, marketing at that. engineer this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll wait. Let's not try new things on race day, but we'll get a little we'll, bit out in We'll on try Sunday. it after. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Amazing. All right. One last section, and it's freaking, it's freaking Ted's favorite. Are you ready, bud? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Here we go. Look good, what you wearing? run good. So tell me about the drip, Is it that little part at the end that gets yeah, you? Oh, that's, that's nice. good, man. Look good, what you wearing? run good. So tell me about the drip, babe. Yeah, Ooh. it just leaves you in it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. ah, leaves that's you with a little good. momentum. All right, let's go toe-to-tip on the drip. Yeah. Shoes. Hoka Tectons. You guys are both Tectons, huh? Love them, man. Team Tectons? No going back. You get that bounce, bounce, and you're hooked. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I said that. That Um, needs to be edited out. Why have I not heard of the Tectons as much? Am I just out of the loop? Is it a a nicer version of the Speedgoat? They're they're Hoka's carbon fiber plated trail shoes. They're new-ish. It's a carbon plated... Carbon fiber plated trail shoe. Yeah. Jesus. Hence the bounce. Jesus. A lot of brands are coming out with them. I the Tectons have just been working. I've done all my last two races in them. Okay. They're really great. They're a bit firmer than a shoe like the Speed Goat. So I'll have Speed Goats on hand if I want something more cushioned okay. to change into later in the race. But I kind of doubt it. I think I'll probably race the whole race. Tecton for the win. What color? Tectons. What color are the techies? They're orange. Yeah, classic. Which for Halloween weekend, like 
It's very spooky. So fucking festive. It's very spooky. Yeah, I'm on it. Uh, all do you have multiple pairs of these ready to go? I have one pair that only has about six miles on it. Okay. So they're so you should be good. Fresh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got socks wise? What are we doing? I'm a Bombas yeah. as we You were do. telling me this earlier. I Bombas didn't realize makes Bombas running socks and they're sick. great. And they're like Are they half calf or are they like ankle They're like above ankle, but they're not all the way half calf. Okay. So that's like perfect. You I'll show you my tan line. You can clearly, clearly see, see where on your they, massive calves. Where they, <laughs> what calves. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. uh how, how many different color socks you got? You like I'm, switch it up or is all, it all the same? They're all gonna be black. Wow. She just kinda black keep it. and orange. Mm-hmm. Halloween. Straight and narrow. Yeah. Sometimes I like to wear different colored socks. Yeah. Yeah. At different parts of the race so that when I see pictures oh. of myself, I can say, oh, That's that was from was. this section to this section. Oh, wow. Fascinating. Do you like that? I like that. Yeah. I came up with that a while ago. That's a fun trick. That's a good one. Next time. But you're all black for yeah. tomorrow and that's just fine. Yeah. We're just going to be all black. Uh, what I about have, the shorts? I'm wearing Run Rabbit, uh, like spandex shorts, slightly above the knee. Okay. I don't like super short shorts. Okay. Um, it's not a running tight though, is it, no. or, or is it, it's like a three inch kind of yeah loose loose flow kind of no, deal. No, it's tight. It's oh, so tight. it is a running tight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but nice. it's like yeah, shorts and they have lots of good pockets and I think we'll minimize. Sh- I've done all my long runs in them. What color? They're black. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm gonna wear a shirt, a t-shirt. <laughs> good. Good job. <laughs> a Patagonia. It's like the Patagonia like. I forget exactly what it's called, but it's great. It's really lightweight and it dries really quick and it's teal. So I was thinking about what would be the best kind of thing to wear in the heat. Okay. I don't like wearing sleeveless. I feel like armpit chafe is a thing that it happens is. to me, which I feel like if you can avoid that by wearing a short sleeve shirt, it's not going to make you that much hotter and you could like sidestep this big peril. And so we're going to do that. And I'm wearing a vest. I'm doing one of the Salmon um, you have two of them though, right? I have two. We're going to do swap outs to keep things efficient oh, at the aid stations. About that. Really excited about yeah. that. Yeah. So we have two and one's black and one's blue. Okay. And my bucket hat. Mm-hmm. That's white, isn't it? Or is it baby blue? It's bl- baby blue. Hell yeah. You know, yeah the, the color scheme kind of starts to break down. I start very Halloween-y and then I'm teal and then I'm baby yeah. blue, but no okay. one cares. No one cares. Um, bucket hat. And then during the night I'll have... Um, both a waist light, an ultra spire waist light, and a Petzl headlamp. And okay. I'll take off the bucket hat. I have a cap that I might throw on because it just keeps my hair mm-hmm. in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and glasses during the day? You going to yep. have the gooders on? Have the gooders on during the day. And I'll probably change shirts and sports bra at like mile 60. I'm planning on, you know, getting into some some freshies. Mm-hmm. And I do have a long sleeve if I get cool. Okay. In the night, I'm I'm kind of feeling like I won't. But I think I have, that'll be good. I think the engine will be running. Yeah, I have I have that in one of the the labeled plastic bags on the dining room table inside. Labeled, bud. <laughs> oh, and yeah. we'd be remiss if we didn't mention our wonderful crew that was going to be with us. We're going all '80s theme. Yeah, we're going yep. '80s. So yeah, cool thing about Havelina, it's like a Halloween party mm-hmm. on top of an ultra, and the, it's a very festive spirit. Everyone sets at these tents and crews. Crews don't have to move. Crews are in one place the whole time, it's so incredible. they can really. So we can really drink a lot. Yeah. It's dangerous, actually, <laughs> exactly. is what it is. They can drink a lot. They can hang out. So we have kind of an extended crew, some, mm-hmm. you know, some SF folks, some Colorado folks, some L.A. folks. And our, our overarching theme is 80s. As you probably picked up from the description of my outfit, I am not... I'm not dressing up. You're not I, totally in on the 80s thing. You know, I just thought okay. I'm I'm going to focus on you've wearing been, you've been the forgiving. gear, the gear that will perform best mm-hmm. and leave it to my crew to 
be festive. Are you wearing that hat that you're wearing right now? I might wear this cap At in night? the night, but bucket okay. hat during the day. I might wear that during the day because that's very 80s. Yeah, it is, it is a pretty 80s cap. I might I might borrow that. Absolutely. But obviously, you get priority whenever you need it. No, no, no. It's all it's all you, man. Amazing. Uh, okay. Well, we're winding up here a little bit. Ted, do you know what time it is? Uh, <laughs> I should. <laughs> Love testing Ted. Um, right now is usually when I give my guest host a little bit of time to maybe Ooh. offer some advice, Ooh. wish good luck, mm-hmm. tell uh, your wonderful wife how proud of you, of her, rather, you are. Um, so take your time. But this is kind of the, this is kind of your, your moment to shine here, bud. Mm. I also haven't really prepared for this one either. I know. <laughs> I, I don't like, I don't I don't like I to premeditate this one. Yeah. It's just off the rip. Yeah. I mean, I think that... Um, I think that you have to really go into it. I mean, I think this whole podcast, you've really, you know, explained that you're, you know, philosophically in, I think, a really healthy place right now. But I think going into this and realizing that this is really just a part of a longer journey and that when you set off to run this race, it is not about winning the race or doing the best in this race. It's really about the journey that you went on. You know, it's about all the miles that you've run and where that's really brought you. And I think that is such a um, important thing in this and that no matter what happens in the race, it doesn't really matter in the sense that you put in all the miles before the race. And this is just the, this is just, you know, a, a notch on the belt, right? This is just a run around the park quite literally. (laughs) And I think that it's really just important to keep that in perspective that this, that you didn't, you're not, out here, you, you don't do this to, to run this race. You do this to do all the other miles. And, you know, it's like I've watched you get up at 4 in the morning every day for months and do all these stretches and do all this stuff and and just be an absolute beast uh, at life in general for months. And it is inspiring to see for sure. And, you know, a little bit much because it also means I get up at about <laughs> four in the morning, too. <laughs> and, you know, Colby's looking at me and Colby's like, oh, well, I guess we're up. So I guess it's time to go do stuff. And, you know, it's it's a lot, but it's, uh, you know, it's massively inspiring to see. And it's like the level of grit is intense. And, you know, a lot of stuff can happen out there. But, it you know, at the end of the day, like what you're really doing is just um is is really just a a moment in time and i think that what you know it's what you're going to do the day after on sunday and then you continue doing it and i think just bringing that into every part of your life is really inspiring to see and it inspires everybody around you and so thank you wow that's really good advice damn it dude (laughs) now i have to follow that up um i think what i'll say to you allegra is that i've been refreshed to hear your mindset today uh, I was a little worried that you might be a little too lost in the sauce with this one, but yeah. I think you have been able to cultivate like a good, like Edward said, like a good, healthy philosophy towards this. And it's, I'm just going to double down on what he said. Tomorrow doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't, bro. Tomorrow is your victory lap to look at how much you've changed as a human being in the past year. That's all it is. The The people who are there supporting you and cheering for you, we don't fucking care if you take first place or if you dnf and we're dragging you off the course so just remember that don't get go for it you're fucking all over it go for it the way you're gonna go for it but if it all crashes it's all good dude 
We love you. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be a fucking blast. So, yeah, we got her crying. <laughs> it's so, hey, it's so that, not that hard. I'm a weeper. <laughs> don't be too proud of yourself. Edward almost made me cry when he was talking. So, just don't forget that, dude. Like, I it's, won't, man. It, I appreciate you, it so much, You inspire much, everyone that comes in your swath. God, and we're just, I appreciate it so This much. is going to be a fucking blast, dude. So, it's going to be fun. It's the most important thing. This is going to be fun. So, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for coming on the PRP again. Thank you, Adam. I have a feeling we'll have you back at some point. And I think next time it's got to be him as the Hell guest. Hell yeah. It's Let's time to grill him. Happen. It's time Let's to make him cry. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Put me in the vulnerable seat. Yeah, yeah. That's right. All right. Allegra, good luck tomorrow, dude. Thank you, Adam. Season 2, episode 19 of the PRP was recorded somewhere out in the middle of the desert, just north of Tempe, Arizona. PRP intro, outro, and all of our sweet and delectably delicious jingle jams by the one and only Jacob Sigmund, Allegra, and Edward, man. Love those two to death. I know I'm a bit biased here, gang, because I've grown close to them both, but I think they're just the perfect balance for one another. A true running power couple. I really hope you enjoyed our conversation, and if you go back and listen to Allegra's episode from last season, I think you'll notice some serious growth from her, both in mindset and demeanor. Running can have that effect on you people. You sound like a damn broken record over here, but this sport truly does make you a better and more well-rounded human being. Quick race report for you here. Allegra absolutely slayed it on the day, not shocking at all, and finished with a stunning overall time of 18 hours, 50 minutes, and 15 seconds. Coming in sub-19 hours, no problem. Good for 30th overall and 14th female in her debut 100-miler, people. Lord have mercy, this gal is an absolute beast. Some thoughts and reflections for you here, gang, straight from the wild brain of the Krasnator herself. A recap on this weekend's race can only start one way with a celebration of my extraordinary crew. Adam kept the fire lit at headquarters, vigilantly making sure that I was taking care of myself and brought so much stoke to the entire 18 hours and 50 minutes that I couldn't help but feel awesome every time I came into view. You had me a little worried there, Allegra. You weren't eating as much as I would have liked, but it was my pleasure. My husband, Edward, paced me for 39 miles, and for 33 of those, he had two not small cactus needles lodged into the side of his foot. That's right, people, Mr. Cactus over here ran into another friggin' cactus out there on the Javelina course. And Sarah, my mom, wins the title of Best Ultra Mom of the Year. She jumped headfirst into this crazy scene and didn't miss a beat all day despite our forgetting to bring her some Chardonnay on ice to get through those tough night hours. I did feel bad. I was drinking on my own there for a little bit. And the rest of our amazing group and friends, new and old, who held down the tent, fort, canopy, whatever you want to call it, cheered for and supported all of our runners and ran some incredible races themselves. I'm so inspired and learned a ton from each and every one of them. I've got to be honest, there were some really low moments. When the legs hurt and the gels weren't going down. When the task at hand seemed too overwhelming to complete, but these were massively eclipsed by moments of expansive joy, the feeling of deep connection to others, a blazing sense of purpose, and some of the most profound gratitude I've ever experienced. To run 18 hours and 15 minutes in my first hundo, placing in the top 15 women and top 30th overall in one of the most competitive fields out there for the 100 mile races in the country is something that I'm pretty proud of. But I am indisputably more proud of the way that I was able to carry positive energy throughout the day and night. If you are intrigued by the 100 mile distance, even if it feels like it's the biggest moonshot ever, even if it feels 100% impossible, trust me, it's not. Do it. Last weekend changed my life, and I don't just mean crossing that finish line. I mean the dedication to this goal, the consistent, patient, tough, fulfilling work that went into achieving it, the 
the cultivation of mental resilience over miles and miles, the gift of sharing suffering in this joy with some pretty incredible human beings, and the ferocious sense of self-belief and gratitude from others that I felt again and again, over and over out there. That's what changed me. I think 100 miles is a unique way to experience life with vulnerability, passion, courage, faith, grit, and joy. But you can't help but be transformed by it. Allegra, dude, I was absolutely blown away by you all day out there. Over the past couple years when I race, my goal has always been to carry positive energy throughout the day and bring good vibes to my crew. It's a goal that I've fallen short with several times because I am always simply just too vexed and too defeated. You, on the other hand, are a completely different story, homie. Every time we saw you, the stoke level that you carried was so high that all I could do was just laugh. I was in shock. I couldn't believe it, and I still don't really understand it to this day. Even at the finish line, you didn't even really seem tired. You were stoked, excited, humbled, and thankful. I look up to you for this and for many other reasons. You have a huge, big, bright future in this sport if you continue to pursue it in the manner that you have been. What a privilege it was to be a part of this weekend. Can absolutely not wait to see what the world of running holds next for you. Massive shout out to our entire crew, Billy, Hillary, Natalie, Kevin, David H., David L., Ben, Eric, Lapo, Crazy Lapo, both of Ben's parents. What a crew we had. PRP listenership, if looped courses are your cup of tea, which I'm willing to bet is the case for some of you, because we have so many of them in the Midwest, put Havelina on your bucket list. I'm not kidding you. It is an incredible event that enables you to connect with so many different people because you just get a setup shop and hang out while the runners run grueling desert loops. Too lit, too fun. I'll be back someday to party in the desert again without question. All right, gang, that's it. Time to sign off. Next couple episodes of the PRP are going to come at you quick. That's right. We've got back-to-back marathon episodes coming at you. First, a quick trip to Indianapolis and then popping over to New York, both of which marathons are happening this weekend right now. I'm going to do everything I can to whip those episodes out for you on the double. What local Ann Arbor runners will be joining the PRP to discuss their upcoming outings? You'll have to tune in to find out. I'm out. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your run. Enjoy the rest of whatever it is you're doing. And we'll see you back here very soon. And that really, I actually love doing it now because I feel like that puts puts me in a really good spot. Okay. I'll, I'll really second what Adam said to too, though. It's like it really doesn't matter if even if you DNF the whole thing. We're out here having fun. Nothing matters. Matter. This is already, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't. Just go have fun. Go push Thank like you, you want to, but it's all good, dude. It means a lot. Run, 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 run. run.